Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube network with other content creators and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, there's a form down in the description right now where you can put your questions. So go ahead and do it. There's not a lot of questions in there right now. So you can go ahead and get the jump and get your question down there to, um, to have a better chance of getting it answered here while we're live. I also want to let you know if you are listening to this on, thank you, uh, Roberto. Man, I'm just an audio wreck today, apparently. So um, also, I want to let you know that if you are listening to this in the audio version, um, that you, or, you know, if you're watching this on the replay, that you should skip around a little bit. Because during these live streams, we have all kinds of great information that is shared during these live streams because the stream is driven by the questions that are asked here on the show. So because of that, it's different every single week. We talk about a ton of different things related to being a content creator for the internet and all of the things that go along with it. So feel free to skip around. I also want to let you know that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you um, test your thumbnails so that you can make sure that that your thumbnails that you're uploading with your videos are being effective for the people that you're trying to reach. I mean, let me know in the chat right now if you would love to have effective thumbnails, right? TubeBuddy's gonna help you do that. Hey, what's up, Tom? TubeBuddy's gonna help you do that. Um, you can try TubeBuddy for yourself for free at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin, and I'll actually just go ahead and put that up here so you can see it. Um, but you can try TubeBuddy for yourself free there. Um, and if you are under a thousand subscribers. If you do decide to upgrade later um, and use more of the advanced features, then in that case, um, I will get a commission um, for that. However, I do want to let you know as well that if you're under a thousand subscribers, they give you a promotion if you want to do that as well. They save you some money because they're trying to, you know, help you get started. Um, in addition to that, this stream is co-sponsored by StreamYard. StreamYard is what I use to live stream this every single Saturday. And the reason that I use StreamYard is because it does all the heavy lifting for me on the cloud. So I don't have to put a lot of hard work on my computer. It's super easy to use in terms of bringing on guests, in terms of doing things like this. Like I'm gonna pin a random comment right here to the screen right now from Wicko Ted, just showing an example. You know, I can just pin those right to the screen as we are going through this. But basically it is just an amazing live streaming app. And if you are streaming to YouTube, you should give it a shot and see if it is something um, that is a great fit for you. But you can try that out at streamyard.com. All right. So with all of that stuff out of the way, I hope everybody's had an awesome week. Man, we got off to like a crazy start today. So I guess my audio is just a little bit hot. You know, Danielle was telling me that yesterday um, and uh, we were on a call and she's like, yeah, your audio is coming through a little bit hot and I'm not sure why because it's turned down here. My meters are all running okay there. So I'm not 100% exactly why. Um, I'm actually going into my settings right here. Oh, I know why. Boom. There we go. I accidentally bumped my mic volume up to 120 inside of StreamYard. So there we go. That should be better. All right. So what we're doing today, if you are just joining the live stream, is I'm answering your YouTube questions. So most of them are going to be pulled from the form for, um, and that form is down in the description below this video right now. Um, but I'm also going to pull some out of the chat. And the reason I'm pulling some out of the chat as well is because I know not everybody can get here right when we start. Some people are still sleeping, but an hour from now, they're going to wake up. So because of that, you know, I'll be pulling from um, some from the chat as well. So if you have a question, um, before you ask that question, just put uh, Q in front of it, or you can put question so that I can identify that it's for me and that it's not a conversation, you know, a side conversation that you're having here um, in the chat. So um, the very first thing that I do want to say is skip view. Welcome to the Niminati. 
Welcome to the Nimenati. Next time um, that you get the chance, you know, when the stream's over, um, or you could do it now if you want to, just go to nimenvip.com. That's going to redirect you to the members only Facebook page um, or the Facebook group. Make sure you fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a member uh, once you get in there. So let's see here. So very first thing that we are going to do is we're going to just jump into the question. Like I, I've wasted your time on the audio, you know, issue and all that stuff. So we're going to jump right into it today. And our very first question is from Krishna um, Rag Raghavendran. I hope I'm saying that correctly. If not, I apologize. And the type of channel is coding um, in MIT App Inventor to create mobile apps. And the goal of the channel is for people to learn MIT App Inventor so that they can create mobile apps for free. That almost sounds like a commercial, actually. So, uh, so I should have read that a little bit more in advance of saying it, I think. But I made a video about creating a login screen design eight months ago, and it's reached 1.8 thousand views. Uh, my most viewed video, actually. Um, I created an updated version for that video, and it's not ranking in YouTube search. My old video is ranking first in YouTube search. So with that said, um, I'm going to guess that your question is, why is your old video not showing up where your new video is showing up? So um, the very first thing that you should know, What's up, Baking with Charlene? I hope you're doing great. Um, the very first thing that you should know is that when it comes to YouTube search, um, the, everything is based on your performance of your video. So it doesn't matter if it is homepage of YouTube. doesn't matter if it's you getting recommended next to other content on YouTube. doesn't matter if it's you showing up in search. doesn't matter if you are uploading a short. The distribution or the amount of people that are going to have the opportunity to possibly click on that short or that video on their homepage or whatever it is, that is all going to be determined by how people respond to what it is that you're doing. So because of that, um, what's probably happening right here is that you have the one video that has showed up in search um, before. People responded better to that one than they are to the current one, or it just had a longer lifespan in search. So it just has more data in terms of uh, you know it being a good fit for search, where the other one just might not be there yet. So if this is something new in terms of you just recently published this video, um, hang in there. But one thing that I do want to tell you is just from a strategic approach, um, it, there is beneficial there is benefits to you know like trying to dominate you know a term so to speak to where you have a lot of videos for a term um but it's also really advantageous to kind of fan out a little bit and you know try to go after different terms like if you're already ranking number one like you're in that spot so since you're already in number one you know for that spot you know you might want to you know try targeting something else um you know in the future so just keep those types of things in mind mj dayem Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. Um, same thing for you. Make sure that next time you get the chance that you just go to nimenvip.com. That will redirect you to our members only Facebook group. And uh, make sure you fill out everything on the way in because I verify everybody uh, before they get in there. Herman, what's up, man? I hope that you are awesome. Um, I hope you're doing awesome, I should say. Uh, Dross video in the house. Roger Wakefield, what is up, man? I hope that you're doing great. He says, give this a thumbs up. Start this show off right. I absolutely agree. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. I'm still in recovery mode from my stumbling around when we first got started. <laughs> so I'm still in recovery mode of like, oh, man, I started with no audio and then I came in and my audio was too hot. So I'm still in uh, I'm still in uh, recovery mode there. Um, so basically, the next question that we have here, um, we're going to go ahead and skip this one. And we are going to go to the next one. So the next one is pieces to props. 
the reason I'm skipping the other one is because they said, you know, they're Nick Nimmin, they gave my YouTube channel name, so on and so forth, but they had a kind message in there. So I appreciate you for the message. Um, but I'm skipping that one for that reason. Um, but the pieces to props, what's up, man? I hope you're going great. Says that, uh, they make props from popular movies and anime out of EVA craft foam and teach people how to make their own. The goal of the channel is to go full time and quit their nine to five and make a community of fellow makers. And the question, Hey Nick, um, I uploaded two, or I uploaded my videos about every other week on average, but sometimes my builds take a little longer than two weeks or sometimes even shorter than a week. It all depends on what I'm making, but should I focus on getting as much content out there as possible? If my builds take a shorter amount of time than every two weeks, um, or should I stick to every two weeks since I'm a new channel? Love the info that you share. Stay safe and drink coffee. Um, so working on that. <laughs> so um, when it comes to your upload schedule, um, it is beneficial to stay consistent, especially when you're first getting started. But I mean, it always is, but especially when you're first getting started. Um, so I would lean on the side of consistency, but um, other people would say that, you know, once the video is done, if it's ready to go, just go ahead and, you know, throw it out there so you can go ahead and, you know, start working on the next one. But what I would do is I would take that one video that you already have ready to rock and roll. And I would just add it to your queue. If you typically publish every two weeks, I would add it to that queue. So it's going to go out on the two week schedule and then go ahead and start working on the next one. And by doing that, that's going to get you a little bit ahead. And the win for that is if you get a little bit ahead, that also helps you up here because then you don't have the thing of like, oh man, I've got 14 days, right? I'm starting that countdown. I got 14 days to get this next one out. Um, you'll give yourself a little bit of a buffer time to maybe work on something a little bit more complicated or to work on another one that's easy. That'll help you get just a little bit more ahead, uh, you know, again, for, or just create a little bit more space for you for the, uh, you know, for the more complicated builds that you do. Um, so that would be the, uh, that would be the approach that I would do. Um, let's see here. 101 TV. Thank you. I appreciate it. Glad that you are enjoying it. Tom Nash says he ordered the Samsung flip 55. I'm not sure uh, what that is, but I'm going to assume it's probably cool. If you are, <laughs> if you ordered one pretty cool. Hey, what's up? Hope that you are doing fantastic there, Ryan, I guess that says. Um, okay, so next up here on our list here is, uh, we did pieces to props already. Let me go to here. Ross Baxter, what's up, Ross? Says that they have a art podcast channel. The goal of the channel helps artists find their dream job in the film and game industries. Question, hey, Nick, my question today is, what is the best place to go to read and do sponsorship rules on YouTube? Thanks, as always, for the incredible content that you create. My pleasure, Ross. I'm glad that you are enjoying the videos. So um, when it comes to YouTube rules and things like that, um, a few places that um, are great resources for this, and they all come straight from YouTube. Um, the very first one is the YouTube community guidelines. The second one is the YouTube terms of service. But they also have um, help pages. So if you go to, um, if you go to YouTube or I'm sorry, if you go to Google and you type in something like, you know, YouTube sponsorship rules, then, you know, you're going to see some blogs and websites that have put out some information on it. Um, but what you want to do is you want to bypass those and you want to go straight to where it'll say like Google, you know, whatever. And then you click into that um, and you actually go into official resources for that. So uh, when you click into that, what's going to happen is um, it's going to take you into the Google help pages, but there's a YouTube side of the Google help pages and you can look for any problems or any, you know, information that, you know, you're trying to uncover in terms of like giveaway rules or, you know, sponsorship rules, anything like that. You'll be able to find all of that stuff in there. Now, of course, sometimes they don't have everything, you know, if you have, uh, you know, like a unique experience or something that's not as um, uh, broad in terms of a lot of people, you know, trying to figure that out. Um, then in that case, you might want to make a post in the community forums there as well. And then, you know, one of their rep 
reps will get back or one of their trusted flaggers or one of their trusted people will, you know, respond to your message or drop a link sending you in the right direction or whatever. Um, so I would go through those. And in addition to that, you can also find this type of information in the uh, YouTube Creator Academy as well. Um, so, you know, like everybody should bookmark those um, because those are really valuable resources to have um, just for one knowledge Two, understanding, you know, the different aspects of what it is that you're doing around sponsorships, giveaways, that sort of thing. Um, and three, also, you know, getting legitimate straight from the source answers for, you know, problems that might arise or just general questions that you have. So, you know, like um, if you watch my content, which I'm guessing, you know, a decent amount of you do. I would hope so anyway, if you're hanging out here. But, you know, if you watch my videos, um, you know, I put out a video uh, not too long ago to where I did a, uh, a video about uh, how to get views on YouTube according to YouTube. And, you know, I got screenshots from all these different places. And, you know, those are some of the places to where I'm pulling some of that information in terms of little details. Like, okay, um, if I want to know where exactly on YouTube they count uh, impressions, then I can find that there. Right. So you, you can use those um, resources to uncover, you know, tons of additional, additional information. Uh, next up on our list, Shark Scrapper, what's up, man? I hope that you are doing fantastic. ASMR Dream More, I hope that you are awesome as doing awesome as well. Little Crafty Nook, what's up? Nice to see you here too. Doug Houston in the house, what's up? Um, Shark Scrapper says, uh, your last video on what new channels should focus on was awesome. Everyone should watch it. Thank you for that, um, Shark Scrapper. I appreciate it. So uh, next up on our list here from the questions is from Marcus Cipolla. He is a, he's doing communication tips, multiple income streams is the goal. And the question says, uh, hey, Nick, thanks for all the insights that you share. Um, I sell an OBS scene collection template for video conferencing um, and I promote it on my channel. Last week, a viewer offered me 200 for a one-on-one -on -one session to build that same layout from scratch, which I was happy to accept. Um, what would be a great way to get more such one-on-one -on -one consultations? I've never advertised that as a specific service. So um, if you are somebody that, um, you know, like I saw um, somebody just post here, a uh, real estate agent um, as well, the Espanol, um, Claudia there. Um, so if you have a product or a service, one of the best things that you can do for it from your YouTube channel is to use yourself for influencer marketing, right? And part of that is making sure that you are doing things to spread awareness about the different things that you have. So somewhere during this live stream, I'll probably mention bestcreatortools.com. That's a resource that I built for you guys that shows like all the different, you know, stuff that you can use for YouTube. Um, of course, um, sometime during this, you'll see it on the TV back here, or you'll see me, hear me mention it in a video, or sometimes I'll have a little lower third that pops up talking about tuber tools. Um, you know, those sorts of things, you know, just kind of help spread awareness about the things that you're into or the things that you have on offer. So in your case, since you're offering um, a service, then in that case, I would just try to spread awareness about that service in your videos by saying something like this. Make a video um, about the things like you're doing this already, but just say, you know, hey, if you want one of these built from scratch, um, you know, I provide that as a service. Just go to my website at marcusapola.com if that's your website. Um, just go to my, you know, website and, uh, you know, there's more information there. Um, and then by doing that, you are sending people directly there. Make sure you have a link down in your uh, description as well that they can click on to where you can drive them down there. And then you can also do fun things as well. So, like, let's say that in your videos, um, because, you know, awareness is always important when you're trying to, you know, convert people or you're trying to drive attention to things. So when you are talking about the different things that you offer, when you verbally say that you have, you know, this service available and you tell them, you know, you can go to Marcus, uh, 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 
I, I just said, there it is. Marcus Sapola. <laughs> oh, whoa, I'm rough today. Roughing it today. Woo. Um, but like, uh, you know, you're like, uh, uh, you know, if it's MarcusSapola.com, then when you said that, you could have something on your screen. You know, link is down in the video description like that. Um, so then by doing that, you would have, you know, uh, the actual URL if you wanted to. And then you could have a little text under there saying that it's available in the description. So if you're making stuff for OBS, then you'll be able to do that kind of stuff easy. Um, but other things that you can do as well is if you're like a real estate agent or a coach or, you know, anything like that, where you are trying to, uh, you know, drive leads and awareness, you know, uh, for that sort of thing, then um, one thing that you uh, want to also make sure that you're doing is <laughs> you need coffee now, says ASMR, do more. Um, one thing that you um, also want to make sure that you're doing is, you know, in your uh, channel banner on your YouTube page, um, your your actual YouTube homepage, uh, your channel page, you want to make sure that um, you have a link with a call to action there so that people can find you there. Make sure in every video description um, that you also let people know, you know where they can find you as well. But another thing you can do that's a little bit um, subtle is you can introduce yourself in your video. And when you introduce yourself, you could just give a really fast and you got to make this quick because it's about awareness, not about cramming it down their throat, right? If you're cramming it down their throat, then they're going to leave. But if it's about the awareness, then people, it's going to happen so fast that you're going to be past it. Um, but one of the things you can do is while you are introducing yourself, you could say something like if I was doing it, I could say, you know, hey, I'm Nick from tubertools.com. And today we're talking about blah, blah, blah. Right. So by knowing that you can, you know, mention your website and you are spreading awareness about it then. Um, in addition to that, you can also, if you don't want to interrupt the viewer that way, you can have a lower third, which what a lower third is, just in case you don't know, um, is it's a graphic that pops up, you know, down here in the bottom in the lower third of your video. So on that lower third, you could have your name, right? And then uh, as a subsection of your lower third, you could have your uh, website or in your case, if you have something very specific, then you could say, you know, get OBS graphics at blah, 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 at OBS graphics at, uh, from my website at blah, blah, blah. Um, so by doing that, you are, uh, you know, spreading awareness about what it is that you're doing in a bunch of different ways. And you can mix it up in different videos, see for your audience what ends up, you know, spreading the most awareness in terms of go to your website, see exactly, you know, like, hey, I'm publishing this video. If you have a decent amount of views coming into that video, you can literally watch your real-time analytics in, um, uh, in your website, and you'll be able to see people, you know, flowing over if you're getting enough traffic for it. Um, if you're not getting enough viewers uh, for that, then just check in, you know, like a day or two later, and you'll be able to see those bumps coming in for the different ways that you're, uh, the different ways that you're doing things. Um, other things that you can do as well, if you want to go into advanced mode for that, um, is you can make Google um, UTM links. And with Google UTM links, basically they're big, ugly links. So you want to redirect these through your website. But with the uh, UTM links, basically uh, they're tracking links. So you can change up a UTM link for every video description that you have. Um, you could technically even do it for the thing that you burn on the screen. So if you did like MarcusSapola.com, you could do like slash graphics or for one, another one you could do slash OBS, another one you could do slash OBS graphics, but you know, you would change the end part for tracking and then you would put a plugin on your website um, or you could do it through the uh, HT access. Um, but basically you would put that on your website and you'd be able to bounce people off of uh, your website so you could make that link cleaner. Um, but the reason you'd wanna do this is um, when you are doing those UTM links is 
if you have uh, like a Google site kit or whatever attached to your website um, or just analytics for Google attached to your website, then what you can do is you can actually see, okay, people are coming from this particular link. They're hitting the uh, website. Then once they're on the website, they're doing these particular actions and looking at these particular pages, that sort of thing. Um, so it just kind of make, you know, it helps you fine tune what it is that you're doing on your side, um, which will be advantageous for the specific calls to action that you use later in that, in that kind of thing. And just the specific ways of uh, spreading awareness. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got Super Chat. Tier Talk says, um, I know that we've had a few channels uh, that vary in content, uh, this channel being the most successful. My question to you, um, is this channel your passion or is this just the most successful? This is my passion. Like, I, I love doing this. Like, for me, um, like, being able to help other content creators, like, this is going to sound corny, but for me, like, the whole YouTube thing um, has changed they completely changed my life in a multitude of, of ways and every one of them have been awesome um you know including um you know um just in terms of like the people i've been able to connect with including the income that's come from it including the opportunities that i've had um in terms of you know, like you know speaking and that sort of thing um in, including you know bringing my brother into youtube as well and you know it also having a strong impact on him um but in addition to those things, like it's it's had such a humongous impact on me that for me, it's a passion thing to where it's like, hey, if I can come on here and I can share information like like this entire live stream, right? Like I'm going to be live for like three hours, maybe longer. We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to be live for about three hours and every single live stream when I go live. What I think about is I think about if there's one person out of, you know, the the with the replay and everything out of the roughly 10,000 people, you know, eight to 10,000 people, sometimes eight to 12, depending on the title. Um, but depending uh, on, you know, all of those people that are going through the live stream, you know, while it's live and on the replay and now on the podcast, um, if I can, you know, make a positive impact on one person to where they're like, oh, that makes total sense. Now I'm going to start applying this to my channel and I'm going to start, you know, uh, you know, looking at paying attention to that thing more or whatever. And then it causes that positive experience for them to where it has a massive impact on them and it changes their life and the way that it has mine. Then, you know, that's the thing that drives me here. Um, so, you know, those are those are my uh, you know, that that's why I'm passionate about this. Those are my reasons um, to continue doing this. Because, you know, like if you've been hanging out my streams for a while, like unless somebody asks like a unique question, which do, which they do come through, but unless somebody asks something that is, you know, very specific, you know, there's a lot of similar information that's shared during the live stream. Maybe I repackage it in a new way, but, you know, the information is pretty consistent. And since the information is pretty consistent in terms of, you know, we talk about similar things, different ways to get views, what's important to YouTube, how YouTube works, you know, all those types of things. Because we're talking about all of that, um, you know, it can get a little bit, you know, redundant um, if you are, you know, hanging out in these streams all the time. So, um, uh, you know, for for you guys, it's that way. But for me, it's that way, too. And I actually had a period of time where I was like, man, you know, like, how much more can I can I, you know, talk about the same thing over and over again? Um, and then I, again, had to kind of readjust how I was thinking about it. And like, you know, hey, it's not that I'm talking about, you know, the same or similar things over and over again. It's that there's new people coming into the channel that, you know, need to hear this stuff in order for, you know, for them to understand something in a deeper way or something like that, to where they're going to take the information, run with it, and then make a positive impact on their own life. And hopefully, you know, once you guys, um, you know, for those of you that are already doing it, hopefully you're doing this already. Um, but for those of you that, you know, you're just getting started, let's say you have under a thousand subscribers, which I know most of you do, you know, if you guys take this information and you run with it and your channels are successful, 
hopefully what I'm banking on is that in addition to the impact it's going to have on you, hopefully you'll remember your journey and you'll also share that with other people as well in terms of, you know, if you're in like a YouTuber group on Reddit or on Facebook or something like that and some new person comes in and they're like, you know, hey, what's going on with this, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully you'll be in there and you'll be like, oh, hey, you know, like, you know, I just crossed, you know, 100,000 subscribers on my channel and these are some of the things that I learned. Make sure you focus on this, blah, blah, blah. And then you might make that impact on that other person's life, right? So that's kind of the, uh, the game that I'm going for. All right, so um, let's see here. Next up on the list, we have, I'm scrolling up the page here to, uh, to find this one, and it looks like it went away, but I, it's at the top. I got to click. Oh, no, 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 it's down here. Okay, there we go. Uh, Joni, what's up? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Says, I want to pivot my gaming channel to mental health um, essay channel, um, though I'm at 2,200 subs now. Should I just start a new channel and only focus on that one? Having a hard time leaving the gaming channel behind. Yeah, so um, what I recommend you do is that you uh, that you talk about mental health in one video on your channel and just see how people you know respond to it. Like if you're gonna leave that channel anyway um, and start working on something else because you're not into gaming anymore or something like that, then in that case, you know, kind of protecting the channel and making sure that you know you're making all the right choices for that channel, you know, in terms of new content that you're experimenting with, um, it's not as important. So because of that, I would experiment with, you know, dropping a mental health video or two, see how your current audience responds to it. If they don't respond well, then in that case, you know, starting another channel is definitely something that I would consider um, or that I would recommend um, just so that you could also let your gaming channel just kind of continue to, you know, slowly grow in the background with that gaming content that you have. And if you wanted to, just some things to think about, if you ended up starting a new channel, then in that case, you could leave this channel to grow in the background, but also to where when you're like, you know what, I feel like making a gaming video today. Let's let's go for it. Then you still have that channel. You just don't have to be as focused on it as you were before. And you can just kind of do it, you know, just on occasion when you feel like it, that sort of thing. But then you can focus, you know, your efforts on the mental health stuff. Um, that would be, you know, another thing to consider as well. Daniel Batal, what is up, man? Hope that you are doing great. Tiny Orchard Quilts, nice to see you in here. Let's keep on scrolling this because I have another one here. There we go. Chantel, what is up? Super hey, track. high five this month to you for crossing 5,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. Woo. Yeah. So Chantel uh, just crossed 5,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. I saw the post on Facebook. In case you're like, what's he, is he like stalking me or something? No, I saw the post on Facebook. So I just wanted to give you a high five this bump for that. It says, love your work and guidance. Time to hydrate hydrating with coffee. I think that's like anti-hydration actually. <laughs> All right. So, um, travel with Sinea says, um, let's see here where I need to improve with a small YouTube channel who here has a small YouTube channel. Cause in this case it's a travel channel. Um, but who here has a small channel, like and by small channel, I'll say like under 500 subscribers on your YouTube channel, who here has, has one of those. Um, if you have under that, just give me a hashtag me. Um, just curious here. Um, love asking, you know, those types of questions. So um, where um, where you say where I need to improve as a small travel channel, um, one of the things, I, I'm just going to give you some things to think about um, as a small YouTube channel because I'm not going to actually pull the channel up. Um, but when it comes to having that uh, that new YouTube, Roger Wakefield says me. Yeah, definitely not you, Roger. <laughs> yeah, so we had a lot, of, a lot of new channels in here. Okay. So the information I'm getting ready to share for all of you that have, you know, your your new channels and you're trying to get that footholding and trying to get the ball rolling on your YouTube channel. 
I want you to just, uh, you know, pay attention to, to what I'm getting ready to say here. So when it comes to, um, you know, getting your, your new YouTube channel moving, um, the things that you need to focus on, of course, is discovery. Discovery means like, how are you going to get people to see your content? A lot of people will publish videos to YouTube, but they won't necessarily think about like, okay, like what, what is it that I'm trying to do with this video? Like, where am I trying to get traffic from? for this video? Where am I trying to get people to click on this video from? So one thing that I would encourage you to think about when you're putting your videos together is one, like how am I, you know, how am I gonna get people to see this video? So as a new channel, a low hanging fruit for getting people to see your video is typically YouTube search. Now YouTube search is not the only game in town. And in fact, a majority of the watch time on YouTube, over 70% comes from mobile to, or, or comes from, I'm sorry, comes from the recommendation features and also mobile devices, um, but it comes from recommendation features. So what that means is, um, that means YouTube is recommending your content to people on their home pages up next um, and in suggested videos. So that's where a majority of the traffic is. Now, when you're first getting started, you may or may may not, depending on, you know, how good you write titles and how well you put your thumbnails together and the specific topics that you come up with to make content about, but you may or may not be really good at getting people to click on the homepage when you are first starting, because, you know, maybe you haven't went through the process of, you know, learning how to properly write titles yet, or because you're just getting started, you just haven't put out, you know, enough videos maybe in order to, you know, learn how to make good thumbnails, that sort of thing. So because of that, YouTube search is often recommended as a great solution for getting the channel rolling because when you're targeting search, you're doing two things. One, you're competing with a lot less people in YouTube search than you are on YouTube's recommendation features. Two, when people are finding you in YouTube search, they're looking for the content that you have versus when it's on a homepage or being recommended next to another piece of content, you are basically having your content just presented to people and then you have to be good at getting those people to respond to what it is that you're doing by clicking on the video, right? So typically the, the avenue that you wanna take when you're first getting started is that you want to target YouTube search, but you also want to experiment with getting people to respond from homepages and, uh, and from recommended videos, um, suggested videos. So what you wanna think about is every single um, uh, video idea that you have that you're like, yeah, I'm going to make a video about this. The first thing that I want you to think about is, okay, if I want you to make, if I'm going to make this video, what am I going to title this video? And how am I going to title this so that the people that I'm trying to reach, which in uh, Sanya's uh, uh, situation, it would be, uh, you know, people that are into travel, right? So the first thing you got to think about is, okay, if I'm making content for people who are into travel, um, what is it that I need to make sure that I'm focusing on in my thumbnail and in my title that's going to, one, help those people identify that I'm trying to reach, help them identify that this content is content that they would be interested in, and then two, how can I make this as compelling as possible? And by compelling, you what I mean by that is you want to make it to where they feel that they want to click on it or they need to click on it based on either wanting to see the thing like, oh, this is just so interesting. I got to see it um, or to where there's extreme curiosity like, oh, you know, I want to see what happens here um, or to where it's something useful for them to where if it's somebody that's traveling, for example, like in your case, Sanya, you could make a tip video on, you know, things that, you know, you should use if you're traveling to these specific locations, or if you're doing global travel or after, you know, the situation 
situation that we're dealing with in the world right now. You like travel after that, um, you know, just putting together like tip videos for those sorts of things so that you can, when it shows up on a homepage, then in that case, you can say, okay, well, the reason that somebody would want to click on this is because, you know, this is adding direct value by sharing some information um, that they can use when they're traveling as well, right? So by doing that, you are basically making a doorway into your YouTube channel that's based on the value that they're getting that's very easy to see from the outside. And by the outside, I mean, they, they haven't clicked on the video yet. But you want to think about um, uh, just making sure that your, uh, you know, thumbnails and your titles are are easy for people to identify what it's about um, as well and how it pertains to them. So to put this into real life practice, when you as a travel channel, if you're trying to reach people interested in travel, then one of the things that you want to think about is you want to think about, okay, um, if somebody is interested in travel, then in that case, maybe I need to be using some travel imagery and some things like that for the specific locations that I'm talking about and that sort of thing versus, um, you know, just like a, like a graphic, right? To where you have like a solid color, like a pattern in the background with like some text on there or something like that. Because in that situation, the actual imagery itself isn't as easy to identify to somebody that's in interested in travel at a glance. So because of that, making sure that you're using, you know, travel imagery is also a win. But if you're doing travel vlogging, then in that case, things change a little bit. And the reason things change a little bit is because then it goes from like travel information to where you're sharing people like, hey, these are things that you should do here and things that you should do here, things that you should watch out for here. This is the experience when you get off the plane and you go through uh, immigration here, like that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're not doing that type of content and you're more vlogging it and everything's about you, then you're changing it from being about the viewer and something that's gonna help and add value to the viewer immediately. And it's clear from the outside and how you package up your thumbnail and title Two, you're switching that dynamic to making the whole thing about you. So when you make the whole thing about you, that's where you got to get really compelling or you have to get really, really good with your titles and thumbnails. But it's it's very advantageous when you're first getting started to also, even if you're doing that type of content where it's about you, to where you also make some content that is also about the viewers as ways to make it easy for people to find your content. Because once your channel's established, you can be a little bit more loose and a little bit more creative. Uh, you don't necessarily like, you know, like you don't necessarily have to, but you can a little bit because you have an audience already built in to where, you know, like let's say that you've been pulling people in on, you know, like travel advice and then you publish a video of your trip to XYZ. Well, you've got travelers coming in there. You know, they're interested in you. They like the content that you're putting out. And then they're like, oh, cool. They went to uh, Bali. Let me, you know, let me watch this. Uh, let me watch this video. And you've already got that audience in place, right? But um, if I just take a couple steps back here, um, in addition to thinking um, through when you have that video idea, thinking of, you know, how am I going to title this? How am I going to make the thumbnail for this? Um, in addition to that, it's also really important to make sure that, and this is for everybody, really important to make sure that you're paying really close attention to what happens after people click. Because the things that make videos do well on YouTube is people clicking on them a lot and people enjoying the actual content for a competitive amount of time. Um, and then, of course, if you can take them deeper into your content, that sort of thing, then that's an additional win. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to get them to click and enjoy the content. So um, mistakes that I see all of the time is when... And, and I even see this like in the members only group because, you know, like in the members only group, like we, you know, we actually look at channels, you know, I'll look at, you know, some videos and stuff like that. And like even, you know, channel members who hang out here, uh, you know, like every week, 
like some of some of you guys, you know, are still, you know, making the mistake of, you know, when the video first starts, spending a lot of time on like a, an opening call to action or having really long logo sequences that happen when your videos first open. And, you know, those are the types of things that interrupt the viewer experience. So because of that, it's really important that if you are just getting started, or really, I mean, if, no matter what, <laughs> but especially if you're just getting started, it's really important to make sure that that you actually sit through your video and don't think of it like, you know, oh, hey, I said this here, I should have said this here, or, you know, hey, I should have got a better shot. Don't think of it like that. I mean, think of those things too, but, but more so think about, okay, if a viewer is coming through my content, if they click on my video and they start watching my video, then for every like five seconds, like, what is it about my video that would make that would make people want to stay in this video? And just because you're making it isn't the answer. Um, so you need to look at it from an objective point of view, which means that when you're looking at your content, pretend you're watching videos of somebody else and be extremely judgmental about it and start thinking to yourself like, OK, why would somebody, you know, want to, you know, sit through a 20 second logo sequence? They don't. Why would somebody want to sit through a 20 second thing of them, uh, you know, asking for me to subscribe, click the bell, um, you know, leave a comment, give me a like um, saying things about, uh, you know, how, you know, a lot of people aren't subscribed. So do this so that you can subscribe, you know, those sorts of things that a lot of content creators do, you know, spending all of that time just to get to the content that they actually clicked on is working against the viewer experience. And when you do those sorts of things, then those are the types of things that cause your videos not to get shown on YouTube. Because when you're doing those types of things, people end up leaving or abandoning those videos. And that ends up hurting your audience retention, which then in turn tells YouTube that people are not really into that content. And if people aren't really into that content, that YouTube is not going to keep showing that content to people on the platform because you're proving to YouTube that that content is not something that people are interested in with every viewer that goes through and then abandons that video. So because of that, you want to go really, really hard. Like on, you know, there's tons of stuff. You can go into your YouTube analytics. You can look at tons and tons and tons of stuff. But what you want to really focus on is you want to focus on how well you are getting people to click, how good you are getting people to click. And you want to focus on exactly what is happen happening in your audience retention reports by how people are actually interacting. And by audience retention reports, what I mean by that is inside of every YouTube channel, and you can access this on a mobile device or you can access this inside of a, uh, of a computer. But when you are inside of the back end of your YouTube channel, you can go into a video. And once you click into that video, then YouTube is going to show you a second by second report of how people are responding to your video. And you wanna make sure that you're going in there and you're looking at those things because those reports are leaving you clues on how people are responding so that you can fix those things in, in future videos that you publish, right? So if you're really wanting to get the ball rolling, right? And you're really wanting to, you know, make things move. What I recommend is don't right now, if you, if you're under a thousand subscribers right now, don't focus, don't ask people to subscribe in the beginning. Don't ask people to like in the beginning. Don't ask people to comment in the beginning. Don't ask people to do anything in the beginning with the exception of, Watch this video because I'm going to be telling you some stuff, you know, here later that, you know, whatever. Um, like that's the only type of thing that you should be doing in terms of something that isn't specifically content related, right? So stop doing those sorts of things. Stop worrying about my subscriber count looks different on a homepage than it, or my subscriber count looks different from my channel page than it does my YouTube studio. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. Don't worry about um, YouTube purging subscribers. That's just a part of the game. Don't worry about any of that stuff. All that's doing because just as people, we only have a certain amount of energy, right? So all of those things that you worry about besides the core things that are actually gonna make your channel move, 
all of those things, they're just taking away some of that energy, right? So because of that, you want to focus on the things and put all of your energy on the things that are actually going to make a difference for you. And, th and those things are getting people to click, getting people to enjoy your content and getting people to find your additional content easier <laughs> so that they can watch more of your content. So they can click on and watch more of your content. So those are the things that you really want to focus on. And of course, the specific topics, you got to focus on the topics too, because those are going to be the things that pull people in. But you know, if you really want to get your channel moving, like all of the different stuff that you hear like talked about and all the different things that you see in the YouTube communities that people worry about in terms of like, Hey, I'm not getting a lot of comments right now. If you're under a thousand subscribers, don't even worry about it. Do not even worry about it. Just focus all of your efforts on getting people to click, getting people to watch your videos for a competitive amount of time. Because if if you can't do those things, it doesn't matter how many comments you're getting because you're not gonna get a lot because your videos aren't gonna be surfaced, right? Um, so, you know, you gotta focus on those core things because those are the things that actually make everything move for you. Um, let's see here. So that was quite of a rant. So I'll, uh, I'll keep on, uh, I'll keep on, uh, I'll keep on, uh, trucking here, uh, with these questions, but in a nutshell, what I'm trying to get at though, for, you know, for those of you that are, that are new and trying to get the ball rolling is, you know, during this process of, you know, watching my live streams and watching my videos and watching every other video of every other content creator who makes content like this, like you're going to have so much information thrown at you, but what you need to do is you need to take all of that and just say, okay, you know, this person's talking about, you know, tricks that I can do to get people to watch more. This person's talking about how I can get more comments. This person's talking about how I can get more likes. This person's talking about this. Like there's all of that, right? But what really matters is getting people to click, getting people to enjoy your content enough so they'll keep coming back to the channel and they'll watch more of your content. Like that's it. If you focus on those things, um, then you'll then you'll do well. Um, let's see here next on our list library. And there was another one that came through. Let me refresh the page here. Um, so I can make sure that I get that. Cause I don't want to, um, to forget any of these, but in the meantime, library of tomes Super says, uh, when launching a second channel, do you recommend filming in bulk and releasing those videos quickly to have content up or just start regular uploads, just start regular uploads. So when you publish, um, when you first start in the channel, um, I would have just like two or three in the, in the queue. And the reason that I'd have two or three in the queue is I would publish one on the first day, publish the other one on like a day or two later so that you can recommend the content next to each other. And also if you're starting a new channel, think about like, don't think about, you know, I'm making one video, think about I'm making a series of videos so that when people come into my content, it's going to make logical sense for them to watch one video, then another video, then another video that's in this series. So make, you know, three video series, five video series. If you're making short uh, videos, make very short series, drop them into a playlist. Um, and then in your very first video, you can even mention, Hey, this is the first video on the channel, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, this is an entire uh, this is an entire, uh, you know, series of, you know, whatever type of content it is that you have. Um, but basically let people know it's a series and just let them know. I've got a link in the description. And then at the end of your video as well, let them know that you have a link to that playlist um, um, as well in your end screen by literally putting it there, telling them at the end of the video, you know, click into here for the next video. Um, and by creating that series, the reason that that's important is because one, if you create that playlist and then you mark that as a series and you can just Google, I've got videos about it, or you can just Google how to mark a playlist as a series. But if you think of your content in sets um, of videos, then you can put them into series playlists. And when you do that, what YouTube tells us is that when you click that box, you're telling them that each other video in that series is directly related to each other. And then they are more likely to show some of that content next to the other videos in that playlist, which will help you get more suggested traffic on those initial videos. But most importantly, 
when you're creating that content in a series and you're driving people into that playlist, you're trying to create it to where somebody watches this video, then they watch this video and this video. And then if that starts happening enough, then YouTube will slide your next video up into that next up spot. And then you'll hop from, you know, video um, to video to video to video um, in that particular series. So because of that, um, you know, when you are putting out your, you know, when you're starting your channel and everybody here, same exact thing. Like if you're under a thousand subscribers, um, you know, thinking this way too, even if you're established already thinking, you know, and you don't have to put them out back to back like you would if you're starting a new channel, but just think in terms of like, okay, um, this video here, this is going into this series. This video here is going to go into this series so that you can, you know, just keep adding them, you know, as you go through time. But when you're first starting the channel, Hey Neil, what's up, man? When you're first starting the channel, it's really important to think those things through. And instead of thinking of the one video, just think, okay, I'm making videos and sets, right? Because I want people, especially when you're new, to hop from video to video to video, because that's going to tell YouTube that this person really enjoyed this content so that YouTube can identify other people on the platform that use YouTube in a similar way to that person so that they can test your content against them too. So that's ultimately what you're trying to accomplish with that. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that answered your question. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you say, uh, with Nick said his side job is working for SpaceX from the Philippines. I'm in Thailand. So it'd be a heck of a, I mean, with SpaceX though, they probably got a tunnel, uh, going from here to the Philippines, but, uh, but I'm in Thailand, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, to totally. It does look kind of spacey for sure. Um, I actually have to move this over a little bit. So the length of the HDMI cable that I have up here, cause this is a new shot. This is the, the first time seeing this shot the length of the HDMI cable is just a little bit short. So I had to like shift everything over like just a tad in order to get the, uh, the HDMI cable, uh, you know, going in the right place there. Okay. So, uh, let's see here as we keep on going down through the list, Tokyo, Paul, what is up? Hope that you are doing great. Let's see here. Marcus says that uh, you went way above and beyond your answer to my question earlier. Massive, uh, value. Thank Super you. Track. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see here, as we keep going down, I thought there was one more that came in. Okay, I don't see it there, but um, there was another one that did come in, Defora says, um, let's see here, says, uh, I love your live stream, Nick. Um, now I do stream every week, inspired by the great work you do here on Saturday. You're awesome, Defora. Thank you for the kind words. Awesome to see that you are, um, awesome to see that you are streaming on a regular basis as well. I love live streaming. Like, uh, uh, I'm considering, I don't know if I will, cause I consider a lot of things and you know, a lot of things I don't do, but some things I do. So just like everybody else. So, uh, um, I'm considering on my clips channel. So I hired somebody that's going to, you know, start optimizing all that stuff so they can start getting it out on a regular, regular basis. Um, uh, and with that, um, I'm also considering live streaming over there, um, more just cause I love, I, I just love live streaming. So that would just give me that opportunity to just keep doing that sort of thing, going channel reviews over there, that kind of stuff. Um, just for the sake of, you know, getting in there and just helping people more getting, you know, getting more in the trenches. Um, casual aquatics says, um, tips for tropical fish channel, Super um, 1000 subs currently, um, same thing goes for you. You know, that whole rant that I did before in terms of, you know, just making content that's easy for people to find through YouTube search. Um, in addition to that, um, also thinking about that YouTube search is not the only game in town, right? So when you're making videos for YouTube search, you want to make videos that are specifically intended for the purpose of YouTube search. So it's like, Hey, this video here, I know that I'm targeting YouTube search with this. It's going to be awesome if people click on it everywhere. And I'm going to try my best to make it compelling, no matter where people see it on YouTube so that I can tap into overall discovery in terms of getting clicks from home pages, getting clicks from suggested videos and from search. But 
um, as a channel under a thousand subscribers, the YouTube search is going to be your, um, you know, the easy route to, you know, getting your first, you know, handful of views coming in. And another win with YouTube search as well when it comes to a new channel is that when people are coming into your to your content from YouTube search, those are people that are looking for what it is that you have, which means those are the people that you're trying to reach as well. So that if you can have give them a positive response through YouTube search, then that also helps YouTube start collecting the data there on who is a good fit for your content and all that based on the people that come in, they interact with your content and then they end up coming back and watching more of your content, that sort of thing. Um, so because of that, you know, they're just more laser targeted when you are, you know, using search as one of the ways that you are trying to get discovered. But again, remember for everybody here, because I know search is, you know, search is really valuable. However, for everybody here, just remember it's not the only game in town. And even if you do make content that is targeted towards search um, as the as a majority, that's totally fine. Um, but also, even if you make content that is more suited for search, even in that case, from time to time, I call it a hail mary video. From time to time, throw a hail mary and be like, okay, um, I'm going to optimize this one to where you know my keywords, you know, I've got all that stuff, but. I'm going to try to make this as compelling as I possibly can for home pages, right? So that when people see this on a home page, they're like, oh yeah, you know, coming in for this one. So for example, if this is what I mean, um, just so I can explain to you the difference. And I'm just going to use the A10 mini here because it's it's right here in front of me. So if I was making a video um, for search, that video might be, um, you know, like how to set up an A10 mini pro, right? Um, or A10 mini pro ISO for the people that are looking for that. Um, so that would be a search targeted video. That video would also be fine for home pages for the people that just got an A10 mini. If YouTube detects that they're looking around for that type of content, they might show that video to them and they might click on it. However, um, if you're targeting the home page, a little bit different approach there would be this live streaming device will change the or, or this this A10 mini or this uh, live streaming device will change the way that you live stream. Right. Because then what you're trying to do, and of course, in your description, you would mention the A10 Mini. And of course, in the video, you're mentioning the A10 Mini as well. But what you're doing in that case is for people that are in the live streaming, then in that case, it's like, okay, I'm going for people that are interested in live streaming. And for the home pages, I'm going after, you know, this uh, this live streaming device will change your life. And that one is way more compelling on a home page compared to, you know, how to set up an A10 Mini Pro. Right. So that's the difference when you're going for search compared to, you know, you're going for just general, um, you know, general discovery. Um, let's see here. Uh, as we keep on going through the list, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Right now. Love Mike Russell's voice. Great voice. Um, let's see here. Roger, thank you for the kind words, my man. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here as we keep on going. Absolutely. I am. I've been doing this full time for quite some time now. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, let's see here. I know there were some more cause I see them over on the YouTube side. I just can't see them on the, uh, stream side to actually pin them to the, uh, chat. Oh, there we go. I found them. Okay. So, uh, team ad TV says I'm Super over a thousand. Um, and I'm here watching every Saturday. Thanks for your tips and lives. Thank you. Team ad TV for just participating, for hanging out and for caring enough about what it is that you're going to, you know, try to, you know, get as much information about, uh, about it as possible. That obsession, um, you know, of like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to get, you know, as much info as I can, um, you know, being obsessed about your channels, definitely. And just the information that you're getting and, you know, all that good stuff, um, or just prioritizing it, um, is really, uh, is really, uh, important 
in terms of, uh, you know, just putting all of your, you know, energy on, into the things that you care about. Um, let's see here. Next up, we've got Super Rico Copeland says, how do I conquer the summer slump? So it depends on which summer slump you're talking about. So if you're talking about a summer slump in terms of like, let's say that you are talking about ice fishing. Uh, I don't know here, but let's say that you're talking about ice fishing. And in the summer, people just aren't as interested in ice fishing. Then in that case, there's a slump that goes on there. So because of that, um, uh, one thing that you can do is, you know, you could, even though they wouldn't necessarily be looking for it there, go ahead and just start seeding content that's going to be coming up for the next season. So those videos might not perform as well during that season. Um, but, you know, when the next season comes, you're going to have a whole archive of content that people are going to be able to flood into. So basically what you do during the off season is you kind of prep yourself for, you know, what's coming. But you can prep yourself for videos that that people could also enjoy in the off season. Like, for example, if we did ice fishing, right? So if it was like, you know, things to do when you're not, not ice fishing. Right. For people that are like ice fishing enthusiasts or alternatives to ice fishing, that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, it's going to be dependent on uh, what it is, the type of content that you make. Um, but if if you know, if it's that extreme, then in that case, you know, just kind of putting out content, getting it ready for the next season to come. But also just thinking it through and being like, OK, if somebody's not ice fishing, they're obviously not ice fishing, you know, in the in the middle, you know, in 100 degree weather. So because of that, um, I can do, uh, you know, different ways to prep for next ice fishing season, you know, those sorts of things so that, you know, people that are into ice fishing, they can be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm actually, you know, let me go ahead and start getting ready for that. Um, you know, and again, that's an extreme example. But the idea is just to think about, you know, what type, type of content can I seed now that would be valuable for them when the season starts or when, you know, things kind of, you know, pick back up. But um, um uh, within that, what can I do that would also resonate with some of the people that are into, uh, into that particular thing right now? Uh, Reese's gameplays. Thank you for super the chat. super chat. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Education entertainment. Um, I like entertainment, um, but it's unbelievably hard, but education is very easy, but horribly competitive. What do I do? Here's what you do. So um, uh, the King's chess channel. So what you do in that scenario is you think about what it is that you like to do, because here's the thing. YouTube is a long game. Anybody here that's been doing YouTube for any amount of time, like longer bounce of time, I should say, um, you know, like they will tell you that you're going to put out some videos that are going to be awesome. You're going to put out some videos that suck, but through the entire thing, you're there experiencing it. You're the one putting in the work. You're the one that has to talk about the thing that you do all the time. You're the one that's doing all that. So because of that, it's really important because you're literally going to be swimming in a pool of the stuff that you do on your YouTube channel. Um, so because of that, you want to make sure that you are doing something that you really, truly, deeply enjoy. Because if you don't, then, you know, a year down the road, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you like the gaming channel um, that was in here earlier to where they're like, hey, you know, I'm wanting to switch into a different type of content. You might put yourself in that situation to where you're like, hey, I'm going into entertainment just because I think that I might get some views there. But then if you do or you don't a year down the road, you could be like, eh, you know, I don't even I don't even know why even I don't even know why I'm doing this because it's not something that I like. And then, you know, that will make you want to pivot or that'll just make you feel burnout or that'll just make you not enthusiastic about what it is that you're doing. Um, so because of that, I would lean really hard on just thinking through like, OK, YouTube is an awesome tool that I can use to connect with people all over the world and that I can also use for a bunch of different other things as well. So because of that, 
I would just, I recommend that you kind of unpack what it is that you're wanting to do with YouTube or, you know, what it is that you want to give to YouTube in terms of the value that people will get from the content that you're publishing and what it is that you are going to want in return for, you know, making all the content that you put out. Um, is it, you know, status in terms of, you know, like I'm trying to position myself in a certain way. Is it income? Like you're trying to hit, you know, like a certain amount of income. Um, is it connecting with a community just around the types of things that you love to talk about? Um, is it, um, you know, being like the, the biggest YouTuber in your school, you know, if you're younger, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff, but just really figuring out like, Hey, what is it, you know, what is it that I'm in this for? Um, and, uh, and then leaning on setting a goal based on that. But then the content type is based on the things that you really, really enjoy doing. And as a heads up, you can mix entertainment and how to as well. So, you know, you have the entertainment stuff like, you know, like, you know, the last person to take their hand off this car wins type of thing. But then you also have you know, just being entertaining in general. So on the being entertaining in general side of things um, with that, you can absolutely mix entertainment with how to content. So, uh, you know, that's also something else to consider as well. Or educational, not necessarily how to, but educational. Um, let's see here as we keep on going down the list. Next up, we got casual aquatics as community Super tab, how to gain real growth from it. So, um, with your community tab, so your, um, community tabs will get shown to your subscribers, but some non-subscribers will also see your community tab. So because of that, um, running polls will help keep people engaged, um, posting photos or anything like that. If you choose to, will, um, depending on your content type or what it is that you want to share, um, can get people excited for, you know, a new thing that you're working on or, or help people resonate with you, um, just as a person by, you know, you sharing some of, you know, your stuff, like behind the scenes stuff, you know, through imagery, that kind of stuff. Um, but in terms of like growth for the channel, it, let, let me back that up a little bit. So the imagery thing, like showing people behind the scenes, showing people what you're working on, things like that, um, that's advantageous for growing the channel because that helps strengthen the community because people get to relate to you through those non-content related things that you're, that you're publishing in your community feed. That, that highlights the person side of what it is that you're doing. And that's one of those things that help people get to uh, know you and like you, right? Um, in terms of the polls, that's just an engagement thing. And that also helps you get to know your community a little bit better. And that also can be used as a way to kind of dig into information to really understand who it is that you're making content for. Asking people things that might seem way left field. Like, uh, like in, in my community feed, like I had one recently where I'm like, what do you do after work? <laughs> right. They're like, what do you do at the end of the day? I think is, is what I said. And, uh, in that particular one, I just kind of left it open. Uh, I, I might've had a poll, but I think I might've mentioned comments in there too. But like what that's for is that's like me saying like, okay, um, so if this is what everybody's doing, you know, when they are, you know, not, you know, interacting with YouTube or, you know, at the end of their day or whatever, then, you know, I can use some of that as, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, I also do this and I also do this and a lot of people are doing that. So I can, you know, mention some of that stuff, you know, maybe in my videos. So then that way, you know, that's a way to help the people that I'm uh, connecting with through my videos. That's a way to, you know, help me relate with them and them to relate with me back as well. Um, so, you know, it can be used for those sorts of things, uh, things as well. Um, in addition to that, you also have um, where you can share actual content and you can do this with stories too, but um, with your community feed, um, when you share videos or you share a link to a playlist, those are showing up, you know, on home pages and in, in scrolls on mobile devices. So that is another way that you can, you know, promote your own content through your community feed. So what I recommend when it comes to your community feed is that you just mix it up. So, you know, have some stuff where it's like, hey, you know, I'm doing this poll just so I can interact with people. And then I'm doing, you know, some um, just general, you know, post question type things. Um, and then I'm also sharing links to videos and or playlists 
so that um, I can bring attention to, you know, videos that people loved in the past, but maybe some of the new people haven't seen them yet. Um, those sorts of things uh, on the on the on the video side. Um, let's see here. And, and just a heads up, if you if you share like if you're getting just a decent amount of traffic, um, if you share uh, videos in your community post on a regular on a regular basis, um, you can actually add a substantial amount of views to your um, to your monthly view counts just by putting that into a schedule and putting out high performing content that people are proven to love on your channel. And you can figure that out in your YouTube analytics. But by putting that content out there, then what you're doing is you are basically, you know, using your own channel to kind of boost your views, so to speak, which is really cool. Um, hey, really quick, I want to um, I want to thank. Hold on, really quick. Let me go over to this. Really quick, I want to thank uh, Clement, uh, Clementina for uh, for just sharing this out on Twitter. Super appreciated. I don't know. I don't know what this is over here. I don't know if it's Kool-Aid or I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, if you're getting the, the day started off right. <laughs> I'm not sure like what that is, but I hope that you are enjoying it. You know, uh, whatever that is, cranberry juice. I don't know. But uh, but thank you for sharing this out onto Twitter. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, we have, um, let's see here. Education. Okay. Yeah, we did that one already. Let me keep on scrolling down here, see what we've got. And then I'm going to hop into the form here as well, really quick for another one. Um, we got Reese's Gameplays taken care of. Okay. Um, Ahmad uh, Rahim, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Super says, track. hey, Nick, 90% of the videos on my YouTube are content promotion videos made for clients. However, 10% of the time, I also post videos promoting my business. Should I promote myself um, comparatively more? So if you're trying to drive business from your YouTube channel, um, if you're if the content that you're posting is for your intended audience that would convert into customers for you and that's what you're using your YouTube channel for, then I wouldn't put your client videos up there. I would only focus on putting your videos there. Um, and by doing that, um, the videos that I would post there would be solving the problems. Like I, I see that part of your channel name is I write in design. Um, so if you're doing like design work and writing work, um, then maybe targeting people that are just trying to figure out different things and some of the easy to use stuff like place it and Canva and things like that and showing them how to do that kind of stuff, but also mentioning that, you know, that, Hey, you know, instead of going through the process of trying to learn how to do all this stuff, just contact me. Like I have a whole, you know, company where we do this sort of thing. And by doing that, um, you're kind of catching them when they're in that moment of like, Hey, I'm trying to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. blah and you're just becoming an easy solution for them at that point in time. Um, so I would consider doing things like that. And I would not like just, when it comes to the client videos, think of things like this. Like, it's very rare that people will go onto YouTube and they'll, I mean, sometimes they do, but but you don't want an entire channel for like, you know, testimonials and, you know, like that kind of stuff because that's just not YouTube content, right? Like you want to give content that people will enjoy. Um, and like testimonials is definitely not that type of content. So because of that, um, I would just focus on your content. So just every video that you publish is yours. Um, you're in it. You know, if you want to occasionally have a client in there and you guys make a video, you know, for your channel, that kind of thing to where you're not necessarily cramming, you know, anything down the viewer's throats and you're not making it like a commercial per se, but you are, you know, just using, um, you know, the, the experience that you had with your client to add value to the people that are watching your content, then that can be a win. But I would just focus right now. I would focus 90% of the of the efforts on getting your content out there. And then if you did a, you know, if you did do one of those client videos or something, I would slide that into um, the 10%. So I'd just kind of reverse the approach that you're taking. Savage scientist, what's up, my dude? Tracked. 
says, um, your advice is on point. I just started to niche my channel to focus on computer science programming. Variety content slows your channel growth. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. Um, okay, so next up on the list, uh, we have as well, Dom Stay Winning. Super chat. Thank you for the super chat there. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so as we keep on going for this one, I'm going to hop into the form over here because, you know, some people have put the uh, thing in the form. So I want to make sure that you guys are taken care of as well. And um, here in the form, um, this first one is from Retro Dad. And Retro Dad says they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to go full time while building a channel around all things Nintendo. Um, the question says, morning, Nick. Good morning. Says, um, thanks for all that you do. I was wondering if you have any good resources for thumbnail tutorials. I have one. Um, I've had one decent video, 3.9 thousand views, and a few other barely passable ones with 100 plus views. But in all of them, my click-through rate is rough, below 10 in most cases. Thank you so much and love all that you do. So first, I just want to let you know, um, according to YouTube, the average across the platform is between 2 and 10%. Um, so, you know, if you're below 10%, as long as you're above 2, then you're, you know, you're within the average. That doesn't mean that it's good. It just means that you, you know, are within the average there. So what you want to think about when you are looking at your click-through rate, um, just as a heads up, just a few things to consider there, is in addition to your thumbnails, your title is going to impact your click-through rate as well as the actual topic of your video itself. So it's not always the thumbnail. So when your click-through rate is, you know, is, is bad, it can come down to the thumbnail, like it can be that, um, but it can also be the actual topic just isn't as popular of a topic, um, and therefore people just aren't as interested in it. Um, and then, of course, you know, your title can be a thing that actually prevents people from clicking as well. So when you're putting the very first step is, and this is for, you know, everybody, when you are putting your thumbnails together in your titles and the topic, you want to think of how all of those things work together to, 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 to build up an expectation for the person that's going to click on that particular video and think of how you can use the thumbnail and the title. And of course, to support the topic, but you want to think of how you can use the thumbnail and the title together to win the click for that particular viewer. If you can do it in the thumb and push them through that way, that's fine. But you know, ultimately it's an entire package that you're dealing with. So because of that, always consider both. But um, in terms of tutorials, um, what I recommend that you do is just hop into YouTube search and just look for, you know, how to make a thumbnail for YouTube. Um, but a thing that's probably going to help you even better because that's those things are going to be like, you know, this is how you use this software. This is how you use this software. One thing that's going to be beneficial for you is to go to your um, to other channels in your niche. When you go to these other channels in your niche um, that are performing well, see what they're doing with their thumbnails. See, you know, if there's anything they're focusing the viewer on in terms of imagery, see if there's anything like, are they zooming in on specific things, zooming in out on specific things? Do they have people in there? Do, are they focusing on the imagery of the thing that they're talking about? Are they using bright colors? Are they using more dull colors or more neutral colors? Like, you know, like really analyze everybody in your space that's getting any type of results and, and see what it is that they're doing with their thumbnails and titles to see if you can start connecting the dots. Like, huh, seems like every video that does well um, seems to have, you know, the similar elements. So I want to make sure that I'm including some of that in what it is that I'm doing. Um, because, you know, the people that we're all trying to reach um, are, you know, they're all resonating with those sorts of things. So I would do that. Um, but in addition to that, of course, you know, hopping on YouTube search and just looking for how to make a thumbnail, how to make effective, you know, thumbnails for YouTube, that sort of thing um, will uncover all kinds of stuff. So um, I do have videos on my channel um, that will help, you know, that will help you in terms of things to focus on when it comes to your thumbnails. So if you go to YouTube search and you type in Nick Nimmin, um, like thumbnails or Nick Nimmin, how to make thumbnails, um, then uh, you, out of the bunch of videos that are going to show up there, um, you know, one of those uh, videos there should, you know, help you get a decent, um, you know, a decent uh, understanding of what you need to be doing with your thumbnails. But at the end of the day, the first thing I would do, the video that has 3.9 thousand views on it, 
unpack that video, right? Dissect that video in every possible way because that video is one video on your YouTube channel, the first one that's gotten the 3.9 thousand views. So that one has clues all over it. So what you wanna do is you wanna go and you wanna look and see exactly what it is that you did with that thumbnail. You wanna go and you see exactly what it is that you did in the title. You wanna see the things that you're focusing on the title. You wanna think about the actual topic of the video itself. Like what was this? Why do I think people were more interested in this compared to the other ones? Why do people, why do I think people clicked on this thumbnail? And then you also want to go into your, um, to your stats for that video, figure out exactly where the traffic came from. So for example, you know, if you ended up getting that 3.9 thousand views, I'm gonna guess that it ended up coming from the recommendation features, which would be home pages and, and suggested videos. Um, it might have come from search as well, but if it was something that happened really quick, it probably came from uh, those features, but going in and looking and seeing exactly where it came from. So you can say, okay, if it did come from search, then in that case, maybe I should make some more search-based content right now because you know you can YouTube will also show you ways that people are finding your channel and the ways that people are finding videos um, in search. So you can go and you can look at that information too and say, okay, these are different ways that people are finding my channel um, based around this video that did well. So because of that, um, I'm going to make something uh, you know that would be a follow-up to this that you know that people might enjoy also. Um, but you know you want to like your video left tons of clues, so you want to go in and literally write down. Um, um, uh, for this particular video, you know, where do people drop off? Are there any specific spikes at any um, specific, you know, time points in the video that might have, you know, caused people, you know, to skip through this, but they really enjoyed, you know, this part of the video, therefore YouTube showed it to more people type of thing. Um, you also want to look at how many people completed your video, how many people are clicking on the end screens in your videos to actually go deeper into your content. You want to look at those sorts of things. Um, and of course, like the retention, you want to look at the impressions that you got. You want to look at the graph across time and you want to say, okay, um, you know, for, this particular video that did well on the channel, um, you know, at, at this moment in time, let's say it was, you know, a few days later or a week later, I had, you know, like 100,000 impressions on this video or 50,000 impressions on this video. And um, at that point in time, I was able to maintain a click-through rate of this, right? Whatever it happens to be at that time um, from these particular traffic sources. And then that's going to also let you know kind of like a benchmark for your channel for a piece of content that has performed. And then of course, every video that pops, you want to do something similar there to where you really start unpacking all of the things behind that video so you can start to get a deeper understanding of what a good performing video looks like on your channel. Now, just as a heads up, you say that um, all of your click-through rates are rough, they're below 10 in most cases. I do wanna let you know that depending on the content, that's perfectly fine. Like some, some types of content, like even on my channel, like if I get 100,000 um, impressions on a video and I can maintain like a five or 6% click-through rate on that video, then in that case, it, like that video will do, that video will do fine. Um, if I can get it higher, of course, um, and then of course with all of the other things that go into it in terms of the retention, you know, that kind of thing, um, then, you know, it can always get better. But, you know, if I can maintain that on my channel, then, uh, then you know, those videos do well. But you wanna start finding those benchmarks on your own channel to where you can start identifying like what good looks like. And then you can start trying to understand like why people are responding in the ways that they are through the different things that you're doing as well. Um, okay, so next one that we have here on the list is from the Spectrum Art Academy. Spectrum Art Academy, are you in the house right now? Seeing if you've uh, left or if you are still here, I'm not sure. But in the meantime, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So um, let's see here. Next up on our list, while I'm waiting to see if the Spectrum Art Academy um, is in the house, I'm going to 
pull one out of the chat here. So if you have a question, um, just go ahead and drop, put a cue in front of the question and go ahead and ask it now. And, uh, oh, no, 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 they're here, they're here. Okay, so we'll pause that. Spectrum Art Academy's here. So uh, the type of channel is art tutorials. The goal of the channel is to help people improve their art skills. And the question is, I make shorts and also have a separate shorts channel. Would you recommend putting in screens on the end? At the moment, I'm not but I heard in a podcast the other someone speaking about doing this. So would you recommend? Thanks um, for all you do, especially the podcast. So um, when it comes to your end screens, you should definitely put end screens um, elements in your videos. Um, if possible, you want to actually tell people like, okay, watch this, right? Like you want to actually be, you'll see me do it in my videos. You can use mine as an example, but you want to do two things. One, you want to have a video that you recommend to your viewers. That's a logical next step or something that they would be the most likely to watch based on their interest from that particular video that they're currently watching. And then, and you could, that can be a video or a playlist. And then um, you also want to put a best for viewer there because what you're doing there is you are making a recommendation based on what makes the most sense, but then Google or YouTube is making the recommendation based on the data they have on that particular person on what they would be most likely to enjoy from your channel. So because of that, you want to make sure that you're using both because one, you might, you know, have a, you know, good intuition on what would make it a next step, but you know, their, their systems are smarter about the users than, than we are. So because of that, you're, you know, you're making a recommendation and then you're letting YouTube make the recommendation as well. So make sure that you're adding both of those um, to your end screen. Um, but when you do for the one that you recommend, I would tell them, I would be like, okay, you know, go to this particular, uh, you know, video and if possible, sell it a little bit. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I'll do is like, let's say that I make a, a video and I just mentioned this the other day. I, I can't remember if I was live streaming or having a conversation. But one of the things that um, one of the things that I'll do in mind is I'll do things like, let's say that you're watching a video on how to get views. Right. And then it's like, OK, well, a logical step would be to like if they're trying to learn how to get views, they're probably trying to grow the channel. So I should probably introduce them to TubeBuddy. So because of that, I'll say something like um, like, uh, you know, like the video will go on, you'll get all the value out of the video. And then I'll cut to the next clip, which will say something like. Um, uh, now if you're trying to get views on YouTube, you know, you're probably just trying to, you know, figure out how to grow your channel overall. I've got a video right here, um, that will, that will highlight some tools that you can use that will help you, you know, grow your channel even faster. Um, so go ahead and click into that right now. Right. So the idea there is I'm not just saying click on this video, but what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm selling that next click by, by making that next click as relevant as possible to you or the people that are, you know, that are interacting with that content. So, you know, consider doing things like that as well. Um, let's see here next up on the list. Okay. So let's go ahead and get that, that question thing in here. So if you have a question, go ahead and drop a cue and I'm just going to grab, um, a few of these out and then we will, uh, continue trucking here. And, uh, let's see here. So the first one I'm going to pull up is from you lad, Mitch. What's up, man? Hope you're doing great. Says, uh, Nick, have you been in a situation where a person leave a comment in your video saying, I don't know, um, what this guy is saying, because I've been in the situation. Um, I don't know if this is normal. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll get all kinds of like weird out of nowhere stuff, um, in your comment section, you'll get stuff where people will say they know you, you'll get stuff where people say that they live near you. You'll get people that will, you know, say they don't know what it is that you're saying. You'll get people to say you talk too fast. You'll get people to say you talk too slow. You'll get people that say all kinds of different things because, you know, one thing to think about is that one YouTube puts us in our content at scale. 
So that means that we're reaching a bunch of different people with a bunch of different, you know, like worldviews and just a bunch of different ways that they consume content and all that stuff. Some of the people are just a laser fit, you know, like YouTube nailed it. Some of the other people are on the fringe in terms of like they're, you know, they might be sort of a good candidate for the video. YouTube showed them that content and they did click on it, but then they come in, it might not necessarily be a great fit for that particular person. And because of that, you know, then they might end up, uh, you know, leaving something like that because, you know, they think you talk too fast or too slow or whatever it happens to be. So you're always going to get all kinds of feedback. Um, so what is important to think about is, yes, pay attention to your comments because your comments can also lead you in good directions. Like, for example, you know, when I make my, uh, when I do my community posts or when I pull them directly from the comment section, but I, I do my subscriber Q and A videos, um, those videos typically do okay. And the reason that they typically do okay is because the questions being asked are something that, you know, is something that resonates with the community at scale. So because of that, you know, when, um, when I use the comment section or the feedback from those posts, um, the content that actually ends up coming from those, um, usually ends up performing okay, because it's something that, you know, that is important to a lot of content creators. So with your type of content, just think, you know, if I'm getting feedback for everybody here, um, you know, when people are leaving you comments and they're giving you feedback, don't use those as kind of like, you know, I'm like, this is going to be my roadmap, but just be like, okay, let, let me take this feedback. And then of course, um, you know, if it's just a, a comment saying, I can't understand this guy, or I don't know what this guy is saying, that's one thing. But then there's the other thing of like, if somebody's like, you know, Hey, you know, your, your audio is too loud or that music is way too loud in the background or like this kind of thing, then start taking those types of things and saying, okay, let me check. Is my music too loud? Let me bounce this off some friends, see what their input is, you know, those sorts of things um, to where you can kind of take that and, uh, you know, actually, you know, kind of validate what it is that they're, that they're saying. But ultimately, the choices that you make about your content and, you know, what it is that you're doing should be, should be taken from how people respond to the different aspects of what it is that you're doing in terms of specific video topics that you're putting out in terms of the audience retention that you're getting on videos and things like that. For example, if you have somebody that goes in your comment section, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you, your music's way too loud but people are completing your video or you're getting like 80% audience retention or 70% audience retention on like a 10 minute video, then your music's probably fine. But I would experiment and publish, you know, a few videos without music to see if that pushes that even further. But if you're already getting, you know, the good results out of it, test it. But then, you know, you'll probably find that that was just that one person's opinion. And at scale, people, you know, people uh, don't respond negatively to, you know, the music if that was the thing. Um, let's see here. Next up, um, how do you get viewers to click more on the cards? Um, same exact thing as you actually lead them into the cards. So like I was talking about at the end screen where, you know, you kind of sell it a little bit, same exact thing to where you get them to click into that. But keep in mind, like you don't want people clicking on your cards like crazy. Like, um, if they're going to leave the video, then sure, you know, grabbing their attention with a card is a win. So, um, because of that, if you find, uh, you know, audience retention drops in your content, like let's say your video has been online for like three months or six months and you notice like, Hey, people will leave here like crazy. Then in that case, putting a, a card, um, you know, like right before that drop. And this one's one where you can't actually tell people to, to do it in the video. Cause it's, cause you're doing it after the fact, but putting a card right behind that drop will be able, will help you actually capture some people and move them over to another video. Um, but a few things just to, to think about with cards is one, sell it, right. Trying to, trying to get them in there being like, you know, Hey, um, basically just frame the whole thing about how it's relevant to them. But in addition to that, it's important for you to know, um, that, uh, YouTube recommends 
that you use cards in the last 20% of your video that you do not put in, put them in the, in the, in the, uh, in the front 80. And the reason for that is what I was talking about in terms of people leaving the video because of the card. I mean, ultimately if they stay in your content, all those things, it's not, you know, that big of a deal because they're going deeper into the channel. However, um, you recommends that you put them at that last, uh, 20% of the video. So, uh, so just make sure that you're not putting them way up front because, you know, you could cause if the, if your call to action is really strong and it really resonates with the people that are interacting with your content, then you could cause that video to fail because so many people are leaving that video and going to another one. And then depending on how that other video holds them, you know, that might, you know, cause the, the current video to, to not perform well. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going down the list. We've got, uh, let's see here. The drop is what I thought. Yep. Um, let's see here. Feel Star Trek vibes. When you do the overhead shot. <laughs> nice. What's up, man? I hope that you're doing fantastic. It's been a while. Hope you're doing great. Um, how do you get viewers to click on an end screen? Yeah, so we kind of went over that one um, a little bit as well. First, you got to get them to the end of the video, right? So uh, so the very first step is, of course, you know, making the content that they enjoy enough to, you know, get them to the end of the video. And then once they get to the end of the video, you want to sell them, right? You want to set it up a little bit, but you got to make it quick, right? You got to make it quick and you got to make it something to where, you know, it's, it's, it's relevant to them and their interests. So even if you're doing like entertainment content, like let's say you're doing something to where it's like, you know, hey, I'm doing a, a basketball, uh, you know, uh, uh, like I'm, 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 I'm getting a basketball through the hoop off of like a skyscraper, right? If you're doing something like that type of content, then of course the next video that you have is, you know, you doing, you know, something else extreme like that is the next thing that you want to, uh, is the next thing you want to recommend. It could be basketball related. If you were doing a basketball, if you were, you know, doing a football, trying to get that from, you know, here to there off of a skyscraper, then have the next one, uh, you, that type of content, like no matter what you put there, is probably going to be compelling enough. Um, but, you know, you just want to think through, like, uh, you know, if somebody is watching this video that I'm making right now. What type of thing can I say right before I drop my end screen on them? What type of thing can I say to kind of build that up a little bit to where it makes makes them think like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you present them with that video um, so that they, you know, want to click on it. Uh, let's see here. Can you check on my super chat when you have a moment? Thanks. Um, let me see what we have here. Um, let's see. Let me refresh this and see where I missed that particular one. I'm getting in there right now, Blaine. And, uh, let's see here. So that one, we, yeah, we, we actually have a few of these that came in. Um, and I also missed, uh, let's see here, one more. Chad Garber, thank you for the super, uh, super chat. chat there. And I got Travel Sanya, Dr. Fora, Library of Tones, Marcus. Let's see here. Blaine, okay. Blaine says, Nick, thanks for all you do. Love the um, animated link in description, lower third that you use. Is it available on your site or maybe elsewhere? Um, I know it's available in the members area of the site, but I'm not sure if it's available on the on the outside of Tuber Tools. Um, so basically, like Tuber Tools has some stuff on the on the um, in the store, but then there's the, there's even more stuff over on the member side. So um, so I'm pretty sure that I have that exact one um, over there. I think. I'm not going to say that I have it in the members group because I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, if any members use it, then let me know if it's in the group, but I'm not 100% sure. But um, uh, if it's not on the outside of Tuber Tools, it'll be on the it'll be on the inside of Tuber Tools, I'm pretty sure. Um, if, if you want to shoot me a message on like Twitter or something, 
um, just because you brought it up. Um, if you want to shoot me a message on Twitter or something, I'll just I'll just drop a link for you. You can just have it. Just send me a DM on Twitter just for you. Not, not everybody, but just for Blaine here, just because I missed the super chat and he's been kind of waiting around for it. Um, as a way to apologize, I'll just send you a link to that. Um, if you just send me a DM on Twitter, um, I'll send it to you on Monday because after the stream, I, I, I'm, I'm out for the week. <laughs> so um, so I'll drop that in on Monday uh, when, I, when I get down in front of the computer. Um, let's see here. Splash says, Super hey, Nick, chat. I do Call of Duty Zombies content. Um, what should I do in between content drops? Um, Tofen video ideas, to find video ideas. I have trouble during slow periods. Easiest thing you can do, especially for this type of content, is just go to YouTube and start typing into the search bar. If you do Call of Duty Zombies content, just do like Call of Duty Zombies and then hit the space bar. And then there, you're going to see a list of things that people care about when it comes to that type of content. Then the next thing that you want to do is you want to, um, because you click that space bar, right? Then you want to put A. And then it's going to give you a list of things people search for related to A. And then you want to backspace and then you want to click B. And then it's going to give you a list of things there. And that's a really easy way to come up with um, content ideas, you know, for any type of content that you make. Um, let's see here. Next up says, um, um, let's see here. When is Monday Kentucky time? <laughs> I'm kind of like that. Like these live streams are kind of my anchor because uh, like these live streams and my members live streams are both anchors for me because those are, those are some, those are some, you know, like scheduled things that I have. Um, but outside of those, like on like a Monday or Tuesday or even a Wednesday, um, you know, like I'll be like, you know, like, Hey, like what day is it? And, and, and all that stuff. So I feel you on, you know, on that. Um, let's see here. We got special. There's one more, um, and then I will jump into um, I'll jump into the uh, questions here again. Uh, believe it's the Super magic says can putting my face and text on a thumbnail help for travel vlogging videos. Um, what do I make my thumbnails better and grow my subs? Um, so in terms of making your thumbnails better, what you can do is of course look in your industry and see if you can uncover any patterns that other people are using that are working well. And by patterns, I don't mean one person. I mean across multiple channels in your space. You want to look for that type of thing. Um, putting your face on your thumbnails, um, that's something that you should test. In some cases, it works against you. In some cases, it works to your benefit. So because of that, um, definitely something that you want to test. Um, in terms of, um, let's see here, can putting my face and text on a thumbnail. Okay. And in terms of um, the text side of things, just keep in mind, if you're putting text on your thumbnails for anybody here, if you do you use text in your thumbnails? Just give me a yes or no in the chat right now if you use text in your thumbnails. Um, for those of you that use text in your thumbnails, one thing I want to um, just help you remember is that if you use text in your thumbnails, the idea of putting text in your thumbnails is not to tell the entire story and to write an entire book and to just completely fill the thumbnail with text. The idea with text and thumbnails is to use focus words. And of course, if you need to put some supporting words around them, that's okay, but you wanna keep it to as few words as humanly possible. Because the idea of the thumbnail, the job of the thumbnail is to grab attention, and then of course, possibly get that person to click right there. But at the very least, you know, if they're scrolling through on their phone, you wanna grab their attention. And what's gonna happen if you have a bunch of text in your thumbnails, is people are just gonna go right through, right? They're just gonna go right through because there's nothing that stands out. So because of that, pick some focus words that you really, you know, that, that will really, um, you know, connect with the person that you're trying to reach with your content and focus on those things. So if you look at my channel, for an example, since you guys watch my content, one of the things that you'll see like uh, in the last video, in the last video that I published, um, I had the option to where I could have used the words. Um, I, I think the the one that I went with was like um, like zero subs, right? Was the was the thing? And then underneath, I put on YouTube 
um, or on YouTube videos or something like that, or I think on YouTube. Um, but basically um, the focus words in that case is like zero subs. And the idea there is people that have low subscriber counts or no subscriber counts because they're just getting started, for them, they might see zero subs as they're sitting there scrolling through on their mobile device. And that's the thing for them that's like, oh, you know, I'm new or I, you know, just got a few subscribers or whatever, but they see zero subs. Now I could have used subscribers, but when I use the word subscribers, I have to scale it down and make it much smaller where when I use subs in that particular case, I can make it really big, zero subs. And then in that case, it doesn't matter where people see it, their mobile feed being recommended next to another video on a computer, whatever, um, you know, it's going to be really easy easy to grab people's attention, uh, you know, with that. So you want to think of those types of things for your audience and you want to think, okay, the people that are watching my content, like, you know, what are some things that in their case would be important to them that I could add to this thumbnail that would help give context to what this video might be about, but also something that's going to stop them in their tracks so that, you know, it stands or because not so that, but because it stands out to them when they actually, you know, when they're scrolling through, it's something that, that resonates with them instantly when they see it. But also keep in mind, if you do use text in your thumbnails, also keep in mind that you should also experiment because text is not always the answer in thumbnails either. So, you know, it's also a good idea to just experiment and, you know, have some videos where you have text in your thumbnails, some videos that you don't, and just try to figure out with your audience, like what people respond to most, you know, do, do you need this big, you know, um, uh, you know, complicated thumbnail or with the type of audience that you have or the type of content that you make, can you just focus on like one, you know, really interesting thing and that be the thing that carries that particular video. So, you know, because of that, you know, I would just experiment with different types of thumbnails so that you can see what your audience responds to um, the most, but you can also, if you're just getting started and you don't have a lot of, you know, feedback yet on those because you're not getting a lot of impressions yet or whatever, then in that case, I would also look across your industry for the patterns that I was talking about before and like, hey, you know, everybody that's doing well in this space, they're doing these types of things in their thumbnails. So because of that, um, you know, that's kind of a standard, so to speak. So let me work within that standard for right now while I'm trying to figure out what else I can do to actually stand out from that standard as well. Um, let's see here. So Robert uh, Belisimo at the movie says, Hey Nick, my channel has evolved to live streams with guests for over an hour. They do the best on my channel, usually five to nine minute retention. Should I switch to audio format? No, if people are digging it, then keep going. Like it, what's the phrase? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. So like if people are, you know, are, are sticking around and they're enjoying those one hour live streams, then, then embrace it, lean into it. Right. Just keep, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like keep having guests on, keep doing that whole thing if people are enjoying it. But you might want to consider if it is like a long thing, you might want to consider putting out a podcast version of it as well. Um, because then that just helps give you one more piece of or one more place for distribution. Well, not one more, but a bunch of other places if you have the podcast available and start spreading awareness about that um, in your content as well. Um, okay. So next up on our list, this one doesn't have a cue in front of it, but I'm just going to click on it. it says, um, should you post videos very frequently during the day? Like two videos in 60 minutes? No, don't do that. So just a heads up, um, YouTube limits your, um, they limit your notifications to three videos per day. So because of that, you know, when you're, when you're up against these types of questions, you want to just remember, uh, you know, that sort of, uh, that sort of thing. Okay, so we had some super chats that came in um, that I need to address here really quick as well. So we got Blaine taken care of. Um, let's see here. So Anna 
Super Zabo. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm not sure if it's Zabo or Zabo, um, but says, um, Nick, thanks for helping me finally get monetized after publishing daily for six months and creating 456 videos in 6.5 years. Never give up, people. High five and fist bump to you, Anna, for getting monetization. Love it. And Neil, Urban Explorer, says coffee pot just because I kind of like you. <laughs> Robert Blissimo, thank you for super the super track. sticker. I appreciate it. Um, Dom Stay uh, Winning, super thank track. you as well. And uh, let's see here. And uh, Oyoyo uh, in Doki's Kitchen super says, hey, track. I'm over 1,000 and my views are not encouraging. How do I improve that? So based on, based on um, how YouTube works, the only way that you can, um, the only way that you can improve that is by paying attention to what's going on currently on your channel in terms of how people are responding to what it is that you're doing in terms of clicking on your content, watching your content and further engaging in your content. So because of that, what you need to do is you need to go in and you need to look at your audience retention reports and you need to see how people are responding and use that as a map to make changes for the future content that you're putting out. So little details, let's say, that you have parts in your content and you're talking about kitchen. So we'll just assume that you're, that you're cooking. I don't know if you are, but just for the, for the sake of, you know, expressing this idea, um, let's say that you are, um, making, uh, you know, cooking content and you are looking in your audience retention reports and you notice that, you know, maybe when you are, um, maybe when you are doing like some mixing and things like that, people are leaving during that particular point in time. Right. The, you know, and, and since you are, you know, doing that mixing and you notice, hey, you know, in all of my videos, for some reason, at this part that I thought was cool, because, you know, I'm mixing, maybe I'm even shooting it in a cool way to where it's all cinematic, even though it's awesome for me, people are leaving during that part. If you notice something like that, then that tells you, okay, well, then maybe I should cut those parts out of my video um, in, in the future content and see how people respond to that change. See if they continue watching when I don't do those sorts of things. But you're going to start unpacking all kinds of things like that from your videos if you just really study how people respond to what it is that you're doing. Other things. Let's say um, that um, that you are cooking and you have, you know, a, a thing to where you, you know, you go and you put the thing in the oven and then you say something like, um, uh, like, you know, okay. And then the next thing you want to do here is you want to wait for, you know, 15 minutes for this thing to cook. Um, and, you know, we're just going to, you know, I'm going to time lapse this part. And then you go into this elaborate, you know, detail about how you're going to skip through this part while wasting a bunch of time, those sorts of things can also cause people to, you know, leave in mass. And you would, of course, want to compensate for that in the next videos that you publish by not doing that type of thing. Same exact thing goes, um, and this is really popular in cooking um, content, to where um, at the end of the video, in some cases, people will dig it. Um, and it's usually personality based, but people will dig it. Other cases, they don't. But you'll find that, um, uh, like when you do the taste thing, because a lot of cooking channels do that, to where when you are like, okay, you know, hey, yeah, okay, so this thing's out of the oven, let's taste it, see what it tastes like. And you start going through that process. Um, and I've seen on a lot of cooking channels that I've worked with in the past, I've seen where retention just tanks, like right after that, because they want to see like the finished result um, was our assumption is they want to see the finished result. They don't really care about the person, you know, tasting the whole thing. But in all cases, as soon as we remove those things, then the videos, you know, got passed to that particular part and got them right into the end screen. So, you know, those are types of things that you want to look for when it comes to, um, you know, uh, your audience retention um, and a bunch of other things as well. But you want to just pay really close attention to what makes people stay and what makes people leave when it comes to your videos, do more of the things that make people stay, less of the things that make people leave. And then when people are interacting, when they're clicking on it more and they're watching it for a longer period of time to where YouTube can deem it as a satisfactory experience for their users, then you're going to get more views. And then if you get more views, then of course you're going to grow the channel overall because if you're getting more views then all of the other stuff can happen as well. 
see here, Tokyo Paul, thank you for the super chat. Super there. chat. And uh, Dom Stay Winning super says, um, why isn't my live streams helping my watch hours? Um, so your live stream should be, um, the only reason that they wouldn't be is if you unlist them or make them private after your live stream. But if you're leaving them public on your channel, then they should be going, they should be helping towards your watch hours. Um, let's see here next up. I think that's it. The OG and Miss Lady, my pleasure. Glad that you are enjoying the content. Simply Super small engine chat. repair says why well, I woke early to catch your live last part. <laughs> and simply small engine Super repair says your tips really helped my channel on my last video. Boom. Love it. Absolutely love it. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So simply small engine repair. He's in the in the group. And uh basically we were looking at his videos and and I hope you don't mind me, you know, saying this uh, publicly, but one of the things that he was doing is he was spending a lot of time, like not getting into the actual content. So I'm, I'm hoping that one of the changes that he made that he's referencing there um, is he got, got people into the content faster. And because of that, you know, the video is going, uh, doing, doing better. Um, my pleasure. My pleasure. Okay. It says, what do you think about um, unlisting videos going, or what, what do you think about unlisted videos going private on, um, uh, 723. Um, by the way, it's herbal tea in my Twitter photo. <laughs> um, so I think it's fine. Like, you know, like YouTube does their things for reasons. They also put out a notice with that saying that if it's something that you don't want to happen, then do um, basically make it um, either public or private and then make it unlisted again so that it can create a new URL for it. So because of that, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, and what they're talking about in this situation, just in case you guys don't know, um, if you have an older channel and I can't remember off the top of my head, the actual, um, the, the, like how old it counts for. Um, but basically what they're doing is, um, any videos that you have in your channel that are private, um, they are going to, or I'm sorry, that are unlisted. They're going to change those to private, um, unless you actually go in and take action on those videos. And then if you do take action on those videos, then it'll be fine. Um, but they are going to be doing that um, here very soon. So uh, make sure that you check your emails and all that stuff for the notification they sent out on that for, for more details. Um, let's see here. So next up really quick, I want to thank my man, Roger Wakefield for sharing this out on Twitter. And uh, let's see here. He says, what are you learning today? I'm, I'm uh, learning while driving down the road. I'm keeping my eyes on the road while moving, starting my day with education and motivation to help me so much. Thank you, Nick Nimmin, for teaching the way that you do. Roger Wakefield, thank you for the kind words and thank you for the share on Twitter. Super cool to see it sitting there uh, in the dashboard on your, uh, on your phone. Drive safe, man. But one thing that I can say is I like the title and the name being like right there embedded into the dashboard. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Thanks, Roger. So um, let's see here. As we continue down this list here, if you have a question, now's the time. Go ahead and drop it in the chat. Make sure you put a Q in front of it so that I know um, that it is for me. And while you guys are dropping your questions, um, I'm going to, Professor Nose in the house, what's up, man? Um, while you guys are dropping your questions, I'm going to answer um, two more super chats here. Um, and actually one more. Um, and then I'm going to um, address the questions that you're getting ready to drop here. So um, the very first one is from Magic Prepper. Super what's up, man? Chat. I hope you're doing awesome. Says, um, hey, Nick, my channel is just demonetized with no prior warning. Is um, there um, is there anyone who does consultation as to how to clean things up before reapplying? Um, that I know of, I'm, I, I don't think there is actually, but all you'll need to do 
is you'll just need to go in and like for the stuff that they did mean uh, demonetize you for is you just need to go in and, and fix anything related to that. Um, and then you should be you should be fine from there. So if they demonetize you and then you made, you know, on specific videos or the channel as a whole, then the reason that they gave you for that uh, demonetization, just go through the content and look for those things um, again. And also, you know, like you hear me talk a lot about best practices in terms of making sure that you're putting disclaimers in your, you know, video descriptions and that kind of thing. Um, so just make sure that you're that you're playing by the rules in terms of the community guidelines there and make sure that none of your content is um, uh, like violating any of their rules on because um, uh, I know you're doing like prepping related content and I know some of that can kind of you know kind of cross the line in terms of the way that YouTube perceives you know what it is that you're trying to do with some of that content um, and some of those things can cause you to get demonetized as well so I would also look at the specific videos that actually triggered that and see uh, if you have other content like that on the channel if so um, then I would you know take those off the channel or whatever just in order to you know get everything back up again um if you send me a dm on twitter like you've been in the community for a long time send me a dm on twitter um and uh, monday i it won't be tomorrow um but monday um i'll reach out to you um i'm not going to do like consulting for you for that but um one thing that i will do though is i'll just go and i'll i'll, I'll ask you some questions um and then i'll just go in and just kind of you know look through your channel real quick um and see if i can you know find anything that stands out to me you know from my experience and uh see if there's any you know thing that i can highlight real quick on you know like your last, you know, like nice handful of videos. See if there's anything glaring that stands out uh, from there. And Ladies Farm, super thank you for chat. the uh, super chat. I appreciate it. Okay. So um, let's see here. Next up, we are going into the chat for this one. Um, so we have, let me scroll up here. Hey, congratulations. Martin says, um, while watching um, his podcast made his first four-figure income in a calendar month. Nice work, man. Those gains are awesome, right? Like when you hit little, like when, I won't call it little, when you hit milestones like that, it's just awesome, right? It's, it's just all like um, uh, validation that you're moving forward. It's great. Um, so here, what's the most important part of making good, long-lasting videos? Example, getting people to watch the video all the way. Um, so this is all going to be different for every type of content that's out there. But what you have to do on your end is every video you publish, you have to go into your audience retention reports and you have to pay attention to how people are, are acting. Like where are they staying? Where are they leaving? Where are they skipping? Where are they rewinding? All that good stuff. Pay attention to that. And then based on the information that you get from how people are responding to your videos, that's where you, um, you know, test future content based on the theories that you come up with on why people would leave or why people are sticking around for particular parts of your video. Um, and then you start applying that to every new piece of content that you put out. Um, but some things to think about. The most important part of your video is the very beginning. And the reason that it's the most important part is obviously because that's where the most people are. So when your, your, your video first opens up, work on that first minute as much as you have to in order to keep people watching. And then from there, once you get past that first minute, first work on the first 30 seconds and then work on the first minute. And then from there, you know, just keep building it out. Um, and then what you're going to learn through that is that you are going to experiment a ton. Um, like for example, like in that first 30 seconds, you're going to experiment with, if you're on camera, you're going to experiment with being on camera, not being on camera. You're going to experiment with having music when you first start, not having music when you first start. Addressing your viewers is like, a, you know, like, hey, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Also not addressing your viewers and just getting straight into the content and like getting straight into the value that you're going to offer um, to see, you know, which one they respond to best. Um, the actual like tone of what it is that you're saying, you want to experiment with that as well so that you can see how people are responding to the different tones. Um, but basically, you want to experiment a ton 
with that first part of your video so that you can start to uncover like what is it that I do in this beginning to where I can reduce that drop because as soon as people come into your videos like you know there's a lot of people that are leaving because let's say it, it just showed in the next up spot and then they end up clicking on something else or the video just didn't you know, right out of the gate for whatever reason, whatever's happening on the screen or whatever it is that they're hearing. Um, it's just, they're like, Oh, this isn't the video for me. And then they end up leaving because of that, or they just got distracted by something else. But what you want to do is you want to, you know, start uncovering the things that, you know, that, that get people to start that stop that drop sooner. Right. So, you know, some of those things, like I was saying, can be how you, you know, how you're actually addressing people when they first come in. Um, it can be, you know, showing imagery when your video first starts versus showing yourself. Um, it can be showing yourself instead of showing imagery. It can be, you know, um, you know, your, your music choices. It can be having music or not having music or the specific type of music. Um, it can be having graphics when it starts versus not having graphics. It can be having a steady camera versus having your camera move around. If you're the person on camera, um, those sorts of things, having one camera view where you sit there and say something versus multiple views, all of these things are things that, you know, that impact somebody's experience when they are going through your content. So you just want to experiment with all of those types of things. Um, let's see here. Um, what do I use to make my videos? So for me, um, I'll use the Notepad app in my phone um, just for general video ideas. I also have a content schedule called uh, um, Monday.com um, that I'll put like these are the videos that um, these are just some like ideas that I'll probably do. And then these are the videos that I'm actually making and the dates that they're, you know, that they're going to be going out, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I also use Google um, Docs as well. Or And within my Google Drive, I have a video ideas list in there. And then I'll just drop, you know, ideas in there as I get them. Um, and then I also have my... My, um, my pad planet thing that I made. Um, it's basically my video planner for my iPad. And you can actually get one of those at, at uh, padplanet.com, by the way. But and it's P L A N I T, right? It plan it, right? Get it. But um, <laughs> that's my attempt at being clever, whatever. But um, but basically, like I'll use all of those different things in terms of just the ideas. Um, and then once I actually go through and I start putting the video together, um, then I'll just make bullet points based on the things that are going to be relevant to you um, in that video. And once I get those bullet points together, um, then I will typically take my iPad as well over with my notes um, and uh, with my notes and or bullet points. And then I'll have that uh, iPad sitting there and then I'll just look at my bullet points, look at the camera, do my thing. Um, and then after that, um, I will collect any B-roll required for it. And then I will upload everything um, up to Dropbox. And then once it's in Dropbox, then Vigard takes it from there. And uh, once Vigard takes the uh, videos and he starts editing them all together, um, then he'll post it up into Monday and he'll say that this video is you know, like ready. And then I'll just, you know, watch through the video. And like I've, I think the entire time we've been working together, I think he's needed to make like two changes because he's awesome. Um, but most of the time, you know, like I'll just be like, okay, cool. And then I'll download it, upload it to YouTube, optimize everything and, uh, and then upload the thumbnail and then it's ready to go. ASMR Dream More says I need coffee. If you're enjoying the show, that. remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Ah. All right. So um, in addition to that, though, in terms of the stuff, right, because that's kind of the process, but in terms of the stuff, um, so if I'm editing my videos, I'll either edit them in um, uh, uh, Vegas Pro or I'll edit them in Adobe Premiere. Um, I actually, I edited a recent one in um, Camtasia just because it's really easy to use. Um, but if I do any screen recording stuff, I'll use Camtasia for that um, just because it's an awesome screen recorder, the best in my opinion. Um, and uh, let's see here. So that videos in Premiere, um, yeah. 
really that's it. And then I also use a plugin called uh, Magic Bullet Looks as well. Um, that is basically to where we can add like presets and things like that to give like a color treatment to the video as well. Um, it's kind of like color grading, but it's a little bit different. Um, so the guard will grade a little bit as well, but then he'll also, you know, use that plugin to put like the final stamp on the video um, just to kind of make the colors pop and that kind of stuff. Um, GBS Artworks has a very interesting question here. It says, are looks a factor of being successful on YouTube? So, um, no. So uh, you can be successful on YouTube um, regardless of what it is that you look like. And there's a lot of successful channels that prove that. Um, but we all know, I mean, we can't hide from the fact that, you know, that, you know, attractive people, you know, of course have, a, you know, an advantage just because, you know, people, I mean, that's just how the world works, right? So, you know, we can't deny that fact, but I can say that, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Um, there's tons of channels on YouTube where, you know, people from all different walks of life from, you know, that look in all kinds of different ways. Um, um, their YouTube channels do awesome. So, you know, because of that, you know, no, it's not. Um, Walter's World says you can be a fat balding guy and do well on YouTube. Take my word for it. Yeah. And from another from another overweight balding guy, you know, with these Corona calories in here, I you can take my word for it as well. I definitely will put a we'll, we'll put a, a seal of approval on that one. <laughs> oh, let's see here. So as we keep going, we got scooter props, um, scooter pops says, um, I recently was hit with a copyright issue. Um, the publishing company gave me permission to use the song. Does YouTube still hold me accountable for copyright? And I'm in danger of losing my channel. So one copyright claim, um, you're fine. One copyright strike, you're fine. Um, although you can lose other privileges on YouTube if you um, you know, do get a claim or a strike. Um, for example, live streaming limitations, that kind of stuff. Um, but in addition to that, um, when somebody gives you permission to use the song, you want to make sure that you have a written version of that permission as well so that you can dispute the claim and you can give that written permission as proof within that dispute. Um, so, you know, wherever it is that you got that music from or whoever that you got that music from, you need to make sure that you can get a thing from them in order to be able to, um, in order to be able to, um, uh, you know, dispute that particular claim. In terms of being in danger of losing your channel, as long as um, you don't do the same thing within the next 90 days, um, then, then you should be fine with that one copyright strike or that one copyright claim. But just as a heads up, in terms of the difference, a copyright claim, just for those of you that don't know this, a copyright claim, they are basically claiming your ad revenue, a copyright strike, um, that's where it's actually like damaging, right? So a copyright strike, they're they're striking the channel, right? That's a way to look at it, um, just to you know, kind of help separate the difference there. Um, let's see here. Roberto Blake says, confidence and charisma are the answer. Attract people, um, attractive people, um, gain that easier, but it's not exclusive. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, Hey, thanks for the kind words. ASMR dream more. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. How do you find videos that your keywords that your videos can rank for? TubeBuddy is a great tool for that. I got a link to TubeBuddy down in the description below, or you can go to TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Um, and basically what that does is that um, TubeBuddy helps you actually discover keywords or keyword phrases that have a lower amount of competition, but a higher amount of search volume so that you can make sure that you're targeting the right topics with the videos that you're putting out. So you wanna make sure that you do all that research first before you actually make the videos. And then by doing that, you give yourself that advantage or that edge of publishing a piece of content that you've already proven that you have a good chance of showing up for. All right, sometimes I think that YouTube doesn't push my videos because I'm not monetized. That is not the case. 
That is absolutely not the case. So monetization does not impact um, how YouTube puts your videos out. YouTube puts your videos out based on how people respond to your content. What that means is, if you publish a piece of content, you publish a video and people are not clicking on that video because of the thumb just doesn't resonate with them or the title doesn't resonate with them or it's just not compelling in any way, then in that case, um, if people aren't clicking on it, then of course you're not getting views. And since people aren't clicking on it, then that piece of content isn't competitive for the platform. So then what will happen is your video will get, we'll, we'll just call it deprioritized. I don't know what they call it, but like they'll, they'll kind of deprioritize that content and then they'll put another piece of content in its place. I mean, they're they're constantly putting out you know content. I won't say it's in its place, but they basically deprioritize your content because it's not performing on the platform. Now, what changes that is if you do get people to click, and then they end up enjoying the content, you know, because they watch it. Then in that case, YouTube will show it to more people as long as people continue to watch it and enjoy it. As soon as people stop watching it and enjoying it, or as soon as the audience that, you know, that they predict would be the most likely to watch and enjoy it, as soon as that slows down, then the performance of that video will slow down. So that's kind of what's going on. But it's not because you are, it's not because you are not monetized. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see, we got, what do we use to make the videos? Let's keep on going down here. Um, how many shorts do we post per day or per week? That's totally your call. Um, I know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Stevie channel, um, but he's got like uh, 1.5 million subscribers now. He's been on YouTube, I think for like eight months. The All of his content shorts, he does just like a bunch of shorts every day. So he's just flooding the short shelf uh, with content. But, you know, Minecraft users just really love his stuff. Most of his videos are between like, like, you know, 17 to like 40 seconds or so. Um, and he's just crushing uh, on the short side. Uh, Mace Jim Moore said, does anybody feel my coffee club? I just did it uh, just now. Just changed it actually to Gatorade for the last part of this. Because um, right now it's like 9.50 p.m. here locally. So uh, so I have the coffee when I first get started. And then I got to start, you know, kind of switching to something else um, after that for the sake of, uh, you know, not, you know, making myself lay in bed tonight like this, you know, like I can't sleep. Um, let's see here as we keep going through the list. Okay. Question. I've got a decent, if you've got questions, now's the time to drop them in here. Um, I've got a decent percentage of my audience in other countries that speak English, um, and their native language, bigger proportion, um, would adding subtitles in the other language help or hurt? If you have an audience, um, and you, in your YouTube analytics, it shows that, you know, that you have, that you're serving a certain audience, but then, um, if English is their second language, then absolutely it can make it easier for them to consume your content. If you translate your content, absolutely. Um, let's see here for a finance channel, um, for Tra Travis Jacobs here says for a finance channel, um, real estate concentrated, how much should I niche down if I like producing different topics and they still do okay? Will the algorithm negatively impact different topics? Okay. So here's something that's really important to understand when it comes to YouTube. Um, the algorithm, Hey, what's up, Heidi? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, so when it comes to, um, the algorithms of YouTube, the algorithms follow the audience according to YouTube. And what that means is that if people respond well to your content, then YouTube's algorithms are going to continue to show it to more people that are similar in terms of how they use that or how they interact with YouTube um, to that particular user that's enjoying or that's proven to enjoy your content. So in some cases, let's say you're talking about finance, like in your case, um, if you are putting out you know a bunch of financial videos and you have like another one that you put out and that other one also does well, one thing to think about there is that when that other one does well, then it can kind of pollute 
the finance audience. Now, of course, YouTube's smart enough to over time know that, you know, hey, this video, even though it's not finance related, um, you know, maybe we'll show that, you know, this to different people or test it against different people, whatever. However, um, when you are doing that sort of thing, um, what you're doing in that case, is you're kind of muddying the water. And the reason for that is this. When you are publishing content, you're putting content out there and it's all, you know, based around, you know, real estate finance related things, then what you're doing is you're turning your entire channel into a resource of, of, uh, real estate finance information and the people that are, you know, into that type of content. So because of that, when you are doing that, what you're doing is every single video that you put out is a perfect fit for the people that are interacting with your other content, which means the likelihood of those people also clicking on watching and enjoying the new content that you put out is going to be, you know, much higher. Now, as soon as you put out an outlier, something that's not related to that audience, then in that case, those people are going to be less likely to respond to it because it's not something that matters to them. So if YouTube tests it against those people who've just recently been interacting with your channel, then they're not going to respond to it, you know, that well. Now, with that in mind, it doesn't mean another audience won't, but the core audience, the main audience that you're trying to build, um, you know, you, you want to keep that as like clean and pure, so to speak, as you possibly can. Now, with that said, if you're doing real estate finance content, and then let's say that you're like, hey, um, I'm going to make this other piece of content, but it's still, it might not be specifically real estate finance content, but the people that are consuming real estate finance content would also really love for, you know, they would really enjoy this video as well based on the things that they're interested in, interested in around the real estate finance. So because of that, when you publish that piece of content, it's still for that audience. So the way to think about this is when you're publishing content to YouTube, it doesn't matter like, you know, like if it's, you know, deeply niched in terms of the content, what matters the most is when you publish those videos for the people that you're trying to reach, is that video a good fit for them? So when you're thinking of niching down your content, of course, you know, you want to, you know, focus on building your channel to a resource for a certain type of content. But instead of thinking of the limitation of, you know, like, hey, I can't make this other type of content because, you know, I'm trying to, you know, because I need to just make it real estate finance content. Instead of thinking that way, just think, Okay, I'm not necessarily niching down the the content per se, I mean, sort of, but it's more about niching down the audience, right? And saying like, okay, these are the people that I'm trying to reach, people that are interested in real estate finance content or that need real estate finance or they're trying to understand real estate finance or something like that. So because of that, I just need to make sure that anything that I make on my YouTube channel is a great fit for those people. Now, within that, you can also have different pillars of content as well. So, you know, you could have, you know, like real estate finance, you could have, um, uh, you know, like reacting to real estate, you know, videos, you can have uh, house tour stuff. And then you could talk about, you know, the finance related things, you know, why you're doing that sort of thing. And you can just test a bunch of different content that would be a good fit for that particular audience and then start seeing what it is that they respond to the most. But the idea with niching down is it's more about the audience, right? So just thinking with every piece of content that you put out, like, okay, is this a good fit for the people that I'm trying to reach? And especially, I'm guessing, if you have a finance channel that's doing real estate-related, uh, you know, information, that there's probably a reason that you're doing that type of content and that you're trying to reach that audience. So because of that, it's to your advantage to make sure that you're continually serving that particular audience with all of the content that you're putting out. Hopefully that helps. Hey, Christina Smallhorn in the house. Hope that you are doing great. She says she, she loves her some real estate. Absolutely, you do. <laughs> uh, I saw your uh, your Facebook change uh, with your with your play button. High five and fist bump to you for, uh, for getting that and putting that in there. Uh, Math Adams says, question. I started burning incense um, to the almighty algorithm with limited success. Um, thinking of tossing, uh, yeah. 
So uh, what's the best volcano to use? That's a great question. So um, no, so so yeah, I, funny, uh, funny question there. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's definitely not about that. So what, what you actually want to burn incense to is the the audience, right? Like the people that you're trying to reach. And then from there, just thinking about like, hey, what are these people really going to enjoy? What is it they're really going to get some, you know, solid value out of, you know, depending on the type of content you make because you're on math. So it's like, you know, what is it that's really going to make these people, you know, like really enjoy this stuff as much as possible? And then just focusing all of your energy on that. Um, let's see. Some, what are some good practices regarding tags um, being removed in the future? Um, so if they um, remove tags in the future, then obviously you wouldn't use them um, anymore. Um, in terms of just good practices regarding tags, you do not want to spend a lot of time on them. So I was on Facebook um, earlier today, and one of the things that I saw in there is somebody was in the Morning Fame group, which Morning Fame is another tool for um, for YouTube content creators. Um, awesome, you know, tool kind of helps you, like it kind of teaches you how to optimize your your videos and that sort of thing. And um, in addition to that, they also have like a really awesome display for like your stats and things like that to where it makes everything really easy to understand. It's called morning fame. Um, but basically in that particular group today, um, somebody was in there talking about how they spent two hours um, on their tags. And one of the things that they mentioned was, you know, hey, I spent two hours on these tags. And, uh, uh, you know, like I had these numbers on here showing that, you know, that I was in these search spots and then those numbers started disappearing. Like what's going on? And, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in there is that one, you should not spend two hours on your tags, but two, you know, like tools like TubeBuddy um, or any of the tools to where you can you know, like just quickly see your tags at a glance and just click the things that are relevant to that video. Those will help you a ton. So you don't waste a ton of time on your tags. But the thing that matters in terms of your videos getting discovered on YouTube is not the tags that you use. Um, it's the topic of the videos that you choose to make. It's the packaging of the videos in terms of you being able to get people to click through your thumbnail and title. And then of course, it's how they respond to your content and what it is they do after they're done watching your content. Are they going to subscribe? Are they going to click on another one of your videos? Are they going to leave YouTube? Like what's going on? So like um, those are the things that that actually matter. So when you are you know looking at your tags, the thing that you want to think about is you want to think about, okay, I'm just going to use one of these tools that are going to help me, you know, um, that are going to, you know, kind of suggest some tags to me. I'm just going to pick the ones that are relevant and then I'm going to move on with my life. The things I'm going to focus on when it comes to metadata is YouTube recommends in your video description that you write a paragraph or two. They actually recommend two um, for your video description and within your video description, you just give context. This is what the video is about. In your title, you want to make sure that you have a keyword that is focused on the viewer. Right. So you want to make sure you have a keyword that's focused on the viewer and the thing the viewer cares about. And you want to make sure that that's within the first 50 ish characters of your title so that it doesn't get cut off anywhere on YouTube. The thing that's going to matter to them and cause them to click on that particular video, you that's the thing you want to make sure that they see. Right. So um, um, if it is if you're on gaming content, then, of course, maybe the name of the game in there, you know, something like that um, so that they can know that it's about that game. And your thumbnail can also do some of the heavy lifting there as well. Um, let's see, as we keep on moving down the road, we got the real question here from Daniel Patel says, um, is it niche or niche, right? So do you guys do it with a T or do you do the CH? Let me know here in the, uh, in the chat, which one you guys use. Um, how's my living says just came back from filming, um, in Super New Jersey, chat. in New York city, got six vids. Should I do chronological or should we just do time sensitive, like trending things first? Um, I would definitely do trending things first. Um, unless you have planned the videos out to the point to where, you know, you're making, you're making it so people will flow through your content. If you're not doing that, then you should start doing that in the future to where you just start thinking like, okay, when we go and we do these shooting trips and we're putting together like six videos, how can we make these videos to where they make sense? 
for people to, you know, watch video after video after video, right? And then you'd want to put some of those videos or all of those videos, depending on what it is that you're doing, into a series playlist so that you're increasing the likelihood of YouTube suggesting them next to the other content. But ultimately, you know, you just want to think like, how is this going to be relevant to the viewers enough to cause them to want to click on that next video? And then of course, you'd want to put that video in your end screen. The next one, the like next logical one in the in, in your series, you'd want to put that um, as the next one. And then you'd also want to make sure you pin a comment. You want to make sure that you have a link in the description going to that video as well. So you can try to get as many people as possible to watch those videos together so that YouTube will identify that people are watching those videos together so that the likelihood of them showing that content when they're watching one video, showing that content um, as a, you know, next up or recommended video um, is, you know, more likely to happen in that case. Um, let's see here as we keep on. Hey, thanks. Glad you're enjoying the overhead view. So, yeah. So on this, um, I get a lot of questions about the gear and all that. This is a little bit of a pain, actually, to, to, to do because I have to, I have a ladder that I have to get on in order to actually turn this thing on. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do this every time or not. Um, but, you know, um, I was like, hey, you know, let's just have like a different view, see what's going on. And it's also a little bit off as well. Like the whole thing needs to be shifted like this way. Um, but my HDMI cable is just a tad too short. So I had no choice but to uh, but to put it, you know, the way that it is, uh, the way that it is currently. <laughs> So uh, let's see here. Next up on the um, list here, I'm going to go through. I'm going to grab just a couple more questions out of here. And then I'm going to pull some back out of the form as well for the people that put it in the um, in the form. So let's see if we um, if we have any other questions that are in here. Just saw one. It says, do people, um, do you coach people? Also, is there a good video link to stick with? Um, if so, what would that be? So when it comes to video length, what you want to do is you want to look first in your audience retention. And um, hey, Kitty, what's up? Hope you're doing great. Um, first, you want to look in your audience retention reports and see, like if you are making a 10 minute video, but you can't get people past five minutes, then it doesn't make sense for you to spend all that extra time on a 10 minute video. Um, if you are making videos that are 20 minutes and, you, and people are only watching for 10, then it doesn't make sense to make your videos for 20, right? So step one, look in your audience retention reports and just see how long people are staying. If you find that they're staying for a full 10 minute video, and you know you're getting a decent complete rate on a full 10 minute video then of course you know you can keep going at that um but another thing that you can do um if you want to kind of level up a little bit is in youtube you can use their grouping feature to start grouping together uh, your different lengths of videos and then you can do you know like hey this is like a you know five to seven minute list this is a seven to ten minute list this is a ten to fifteen minute list you know depending on the links of videos that you publish and then in your grouping feature in your youtube analytics you can actually start comparing the different times together to see if you can uncover any pattern based on you know one uh, length of the video performing better than another length or like any video over 10 minutes does better or any video under 10 minutes does better like that kind of stuff. Um, you can use your grouping feature for that in your YouTube analytics. Um, currently, um, I'm not taking on any consulting clients. However, Roberto Blake is in the house. Um, he's in here right now. He has group coaching that he does. Um, we have Daniel Battelle in here right now. Um, he does one-on-one -on -one, uh, consulting also. Um, so he would be a great solution for you. He is right. Um, Roberto um, was up here earlier. He's still here. Um, um, so if he would say something really quick, if he happens to be hanging out, you'll be able to see his username uh, pop up here. But for Roberto, if you go to awesomecreatoracademy.com, that's his. For Daniel Batal, if you go to danielbatal.com, um, then that would uh, that would take you to him. Um, let's see here. Um, as we keep on looking down the list here, says YouTube ever revaluate old videos I posted on my channel or does it just stop pushing videos? Yeah, so you can you can have videos where you publish a video today and that video just 
dies, right? To where it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I published that video. People hated it. Everybody hated it. And then like three months later, out of nowhere, that video will just start taking off. That absolutely does happen. Um, it also happens where videos will thrive for a while and then it just kind of tapers off. And then you're like, okay, well, that was it for that video. And then, you know, a few months later, six months, maybe even a year later, um, you know, that video will just start thriving again out of nowhere. And that can come from little things like all of a sudden it's a subject is more popular just in general. It can come from your video getting connected to a or a series of um, other, um, other, you know, similar videos to where you're catching a lot of next up traffic or you're catching a lot of just suggested traffic in general from strong videos, those sorts of things. Um, in addition to that, a lot of people are coming onto YouTube all the time. And, you know, within every piece of content that you uh, that you publish, YouTube is collecting data on who the right fit is for that content. And it might take a while, you know, as well to where, you know, YouTube systems are trying to figure out and testing it against, you know, different people trying to figure out who's a good fit for that video. And then once they nail it, then in that case, you know, you can also see that video, uh, you know, take off from there. So, yeah, Roberto Blake is right there. Um, so this is Daniel Batal right here. Um, that's him. So you can look for his name in the um, chat. And then Roberto Blake is right uh, scrolling up, scrolling up right here. So both of these guys right here um, will 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 get you taken care of um, if you're looking for um, step by step help or if you're looking for group help, whatever it is, both of these guys will get you taken care of. Um, let's see here. Hey, I'm the same way. Detunes, I'm the same way, man. Like, like whenever, or, or, or I, I won't say man, but like, um, whenever I go live, I lose subscribers. Um, but I, I, you know, like I'm a, I'm a firm believer in every piece of content that you put out. It needs to be put out for a purpose. So when you put content out for a purpose, then of course, view counts always matter. But when you put content out for a purpose, like if let's say like the view count isn't as high, it's fine. If it's serving the purpose that you put it out for, um, same thing with like losing subscribers. Um, you know, in my case, like I do this for, you know, to, to help the community and to kind of give back because YouTube has been awesome to me. So because of that, you know, this is kind of my thing. Um, and if I lose some subscribers because I go live, I don't care because those particular people that unsubscribe because they happen to, you know, be in a live stream and, and for whatever reason, they just didn't like it or my chant, my stream got recommended to them or whatever. And they just unsubscribe because of it. That's fine. Like if they want to unsubscribe, I'm totally cool with that. Um, and I just want to focus on the people that are into, you know, what it is that's going on here. So, you know, in your case, if the purpose of your live stream, if you end up, you know, gaining more than you lose, then of course that gain would be worth it. Um, if you end up doing something else in those live streams in terms of, um, you know, that's a way for you to just connect with your community, kind of like I do here, um, then, you know, in that case, that would be the purpose of that. Um, if you use it as something to just kind of get feedback as well, that could be the purpose for that. Um, you know, like whatever your reason is, if you use it for, you know, to, for monetization, you know, that could be the reason um, to spread awareness about something else that you're doing. That could be the reason. Um, but basically just for your live streams, I would just think about, okay, what is it that I'm, that I'm using these live streams for? And if you can have a clear purpose for it, then keep doing it. Even if you take that loss, just as a heads up, because I see you had the check mark as well. I'm not sure as I've, I'm not sure how, uh, like where you're at with your channel. Um, but I've lost over, uh, 250,000 subscribers. I'm actually going to see where you're at right now. Um, but I've lost over 250,000 subscribers, um, on my, uh, YouTube channel. And, you know, because of that, yeah, you're like 400. So you're probably in a similar boat. Um, but because I've lost, you know, all of those subscribers, that's fine. Because my perspective on that is that, you know, for every person that, you know, leaves, then that's cool. In my opinion, hopefully they didn't quit YouTube. Hopefully they left because they're like, you know, you know what, uh, for whatever reason, you know, either, you know, Nick's videos or maybe his live streams, you know, because I don't participate in the live streams. Maybe the videos just aren't serving them or whatever. I hope 
that they unsubscribe because they've moved on, not because they've quit, <laughs> right? So, uh, uh, you know, so when it comes to losing subscribers, you know, as you know already, um, you know, based on, you know, your channel, you know, it's just part of the game. Um, so just make sure that, you know, if you are going to be uh, streaming, um, because you do take that loss, that you just have a clear, uh, that you have a clear purpose. Um, let's see, as we keep on going down the list here. Okay, we are at 10.09. So here in just a minute, just in case anybody wants to come and hang out, I'm going to drop the um, link into Facebook here in uh, just a few minutes. Um, let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. Always great info. Um, how many times a week should I live stream to build a bigger audience? It's totally your call. Right. It's totally your call. And and as content creators, you know, like part of our job, so to speak, is if we're doing this seriously or if we're just doing it as a hobby, but we want results from what it is that we're doing is to experiment and then track those experiments and see the things that work and the things that don't work. Um, so if you are, you know, going live um, and for the purpose of building an audience, um, I'm not sure what type of content you're making, but if your content type supports it and you can provide real value every day and you can fit it into your life, go for it. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going down the list. We've got, will live replays negatively affect audience retention? They can. Um, it just depends on how you structure your live stream. So I'll give you two very clear examples. So in my live streams, these are just, they're, they're a mess. So um, for the replay value, it's here. Tons of people will listen to these, um, you know, like after the stream is over, they'll listen to it on the replay or they'll watch the replay. But the, like, you gotta be familiar with what's going on here to like really, you know, commit to like a three hour thing, <laughs> right? When you click on it. So, uh, so because of that, um, you know, typically like when this gets served to new viewers, they just don't respond as well um, to this type of content and the retention tanks. However, if this was structured, it would do way better if it was structured and shorter. So if this was like a 20 minute or a 30 minute stream or like a one hour stream and with every stream, it was like a training stream where I'm taking people like step by step through something and I've got like slides and, you know, all that stuff. And I just focus the stream on one concept. Then in that case, that stream would do way better on the replay because it's an easier stream to consume. It would be, it would be focused information. I wouldn't have all the stuff in the beginning about, you know, the sponsors and all this other stuff that, you know, takes up a decent amount of time when the thing first starts. Um, but, you know, all of those things wouldn't be going on. And because of that, people would stick around. A great example of this is compared this live stream right now to some of the live streams on like the video influencers channel um, or on Think Media. Like Sean does like training live streams so where he does what I'm talking about. And when he does those, like, you know, some of his live streams will get, you know, like, you know, crushed in, in views just because he actually formats the live stream in a way that makes it pleasant for the replay because it's all focused on, you know, like one, you know, one strong um, topic, right? Instead of it being all willy nilly all over the place, <laughs> will repping the willy nilly right here. But, um, but, you know, instead of being all over the place, uh, like this stream is because with this, like, even for people that are listening right now to the podcast version of this, because I upload them, um, if you go to uh, nimandlivepodcast.com, it will show you where you can currently uh, download it from. Um, but I upload these a week in delay. So even the people that are listening to these, like um, you got to be familiar with what goes on in these streams in order to commit to it because you don't know when you first start this live stream, just like I don't know, like you don't know what it is that we're going to be talking about. So you don't know the specific information that's going to be coming out during these live streams. So because of that, you know, people just kind of trust um, that they can count on it, you know, being good, uh, that they can count on it being good information, which is cool. And I'm glad that I've earned that trust. 
Um, Free Society Inc., thank you for the super chat. chat. Says always great info. Thank you for the kind words. Glad that you are enjoying the uh, content. Um, let's see here. Says I'm thinking. Um, Paul Gavin says I'm thinking about um, going to live videos only. How do you make live videos interesting to watch later? Um, I, I give advice to musicians on how to get more gigs. Um, so you just want to think in your case that you're recording a piece of content live, and then you want to think of the format, and you want to make sure that you're not wasting any time. So you want to make it as tight as possible, if possible. Go ahead and you know, like literally put a presentation together. Open up PowerPoint or Keynote or whatever it is, or you know, in, any type of you know software like that, um, and literally put together like slides and things like that. So you can switch back and forth between like you and the slides and all of that and just make it a more dynamic experience instead of you just sitting here talking to the camera for, you know, like a 20 minute thing and then, you know, and then wrapping it up. Um, in addition to that, since you are using it for a piece of actual content on your channel um, and you're going to be switching solely over to live streams, you also want to pay really close attention after you're live. Like when you when you close the stream down, once you get some, you know, replay information, um, you want to go in just like you would a piece of video content, pay really close attention to your audience retention reports, um, which is just in case you're not familiar, um, it's the graph that we get for every piece of content that we upload to YouTube showing us exactly how people respond to a piece of content. You can find this in your YouTube studio in the back end of your YouTube channel. If you just click into your analytics um, or if you just click into content, click into the video and then click into analytics for that piece of content, um, then you can find that information in there. But on the replay, you want to see how people are reacting to your live so that you can actually modify what it is that you're doing live based on how people are reacting to it on the replay and while you're live um, so that you can ultimately end up crafting your stream to be a better experience for viewers overall. Um, let's see here as we keep on trucking. Um, let's see, is it possible to get recommended with tags um, in the description or titles? So the thing that matters is how people are actually like YouTube recommends content um, next to other content based on um, the topic of the content and based on videos that are um, commonly watched together. So for example, you always hear me talking about driving people into playlists and series playlists and you know thinking of your videos in series or as part of a series versus just thinking of each video as a one-off. And the reason behind that or the idea is so that you can start creating that um, you know, that that flow, so to speak, to where people are hopping from one video to a next so that YouTube starts to over time uncover that, you know, people that watch this video also watch this video, which then in turn causes the system to start recommending that video that people, you know, typically watch next to the other one as well. So that's what, you know, those are the things that cause the content to get recommended. And in addition to that, once your content does get recommended, then in that case, like, let's say that you get recommended, let's say you make content like me and you get recommended next to one of my videos. Then in that case, if people start clicking and watching your videos a lot, then you're going to stay there. But if people don't really click on your content compared to the other content there, if they do click on it, they end up, you know, going off to another video or whatever, and you just can't hold them. Then in that case, your that recommendation won't stay in that spot. So, you know, it comes down to, um, that relationship between the content, but it also comes down to specifically how people are responding to the content to cause that re that relationship to happen. Um, I made a website like YouTube. Um, and did you ever make a website like YouTube? No, no, absolutely not. Um, let's see. Nick has lost five times as many subscribers as I have views. Do, you know, that's not like, um, you know, keep in mind, I've been doing this since 2014. Like I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, that's, that's why, um, that's the case, but you know, it's not, it's not a big deal, but on the, on the positive side, one thing that's awesome about that 
is that unfortunately I don't currently have a million subscribers in terms of like the public display for it. But in terms of what I've gained and lost, I can pat myself on the back that I've gained over a million subscribers on YouTube. I'm like a million and 40,000, <laughs> which is good. But, uh, uh, but you know, like that's the win from seeing that information is like, oh man, it sucks because I've, I've lost them, which means that I don't get, you know, the plaque yet. However, I've, I've still crossed that number, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, okay, so next up, we've got, uh, I'm at 1,500 subs. It seems like I can't get over the hump. Any suggestions to get over this mountain? Absolutely. Go through your content. Figure out the content that people have positively responded to in the past. Make follow-ups. Make new versions. Make logical next steps. That sort of thing. Um, um, so that you can uh, make sure that you're serving people what it is that they want. Um, in addition to that. Also, um, go and look in your videos and you can find all this in your analytics, um, but go in and look at the videos that have driven the most subscribers and try to figure out why they've driven the most subscribers. Like, is it the topic of the video um, to where, you know, it just really resonated with people? Is it specific, you know, things that you said in the videos in terms of you asked people to subscribe a certain way and they did? Um, like, what is it about those videos that, you know, caused more subscribers to come in? Of course, you know, when you have videos that get more views on them, then of course, uh, by nature, those typically will end up having more subscribers on them as well. So you wanna, you know, look at percentages and all that when you're, when you're looking at that information in terms of you converting views into subscribers and the different content, but also just which content has driven most subscribers. And you also, um, if you are trying to just kind of accelerate things, YouTube shows us our most current um, uh, videos that are driving traffic to the channel. So what you also want to make sure that you're doing, and this is for your current viewers, but this is also going to help you get out to more viewers if your current viewers respond positively to it. So if you look in that list of videos that are um, currently driving the traffic to your channel, the ones at the top, make sure that you also are making videos that are a good fit for those people that are coming in for those videos as well, because those are the people that are currently coming into your channel in mass. So because of that, making content that is a good fit for those people um, is a thing that you wanna focus on because that's what's driving your channel right now, those people. So because of that, you wanna make sure that you're serving those people that are also interacting with that you know, more recent content. Um, let's see here at Beanie Draws in the house. What's up, dude? I've actually, do I still have it on? Yeah, I'm actually repping Beanie Draws today. Yep. So I've been, I've been wearing this around today. Hope you're doing awesome, Beanie. Um, let's see here. Urban Explorer says editing and watching uh, Nim and Live. Thank you for sharing this out on Twitter, Neil. I appreciate it. I'm going to share this here really quick. Digging the setup, got the laptop there, got the multiple screens. That's what I'm talking about. Got got Daryl's YouTube formula book back here in the uh, back here in the corner as well. Super cool. So uh, so Neil, thank you for sharing that out, man. I appreciate it. And uh, this right here, this is the book that I'm talking about. This one, uh, oop, this one right here. These are all excellent books. I got links to these in the description, or you can just go to Amazon and look for the names of any of these. Um, this one here, just so you guys know, this is um, YouTube Secrets, um, Benji and Sean from Video Influencers and from Think Media. Um, and Benji's behind um, him and his wife do the It's Judy's Life. Um, but they wrote that book based on their experience and based on um, all the interviews that they've done with successful content creators. This one here is Brian G. Johnson's book. It'll take you from zero to 5,000 subscribers. It teaches you the foundational stuff about YouTube so that you can you know, make sure that you're doing all the right things. And by teaching you how to get to 5,000, it teaches you the, the best practices that will also you know, continue to help your channel thrive. And then this one right here is YouTube Formula. Um, it's the most recent one. This is by Daryl Eves, who is, um, he, he's got... 
20 something, you know, gold play buttons. And he works with some of the biggest creators on the platform, just tons of YouTube experience. Um, he's impacted so many content creators. It's just ridiculous. Um, and like in an awesome way, ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but his book is right here where he shares, you know, really good insights into, you know, the things that actually make YouTube channels move as well. Um, so, you know, these are awesome, um, awesome books. So just as a heads up there. Um, but as we keep on um, looking through the list, we got Social Blade in the house. What's up, man? Hope you guys are doing great um, over there at Social Blade. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, Chantel says, I think I own all those books. Nice. Nice. Christina says, I know that Daryl guy. Absolutely. She does. She's actually one of Daryl's uh, students and uh, uh, she's just crushing it. Uh, let's see here. So as we keep on looking through the list, um, should I do a subscriber only stream once a week? My thoughts is to thank my subscribers. So when you are um, doing a live stream, like anybody can come into that live stream as long as it's public. So if you did a members only stream, then in that case, um, the members uh, would be the ones to see it. But if you're doing just a regular live stream, then it wouldn't just be a subscriber stream. Um, that would be, you know, anybody that happened to see that video would have the opportunity to come into that stream. Um, let's see here. Doug Houston says, Nick, a super chat left at the end of last week um, stream. Um, does, does he have any tips for a channel that is stagnant and stopped growing and getting views? Absolutely. So the same exact thing applies. What I just mentioned about going into your most recent content or your, your most recent performing content on your channel. If you go into your YouTube analytics, one of the first things that you're going to see is a list of, uh, of videos that are currently bringing in a majority of the traffic for your channel. What that tells you is that these are the videos um, since people are coming in on these videos, they're interested in these specific things right now. And these are the people that are the most you know, recent on your YouTube channel. So because of that, making content that's a good fit for the people that are coming in for those, you know, high performing videos um, is definitely something that you want to think about. You want to think about what would be a next thing for them, what would be interesting for them. Um, if they watch that video, could I make another video that, you know, is in contrast to that video that they came in for so that I'm, you know, kind of challenging them. You know, I have one idea here that's, you know, that's one way, and then another idea here that's, that's, you know, another way, those sorts of things. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through the list, we've got, you know, I'm going to hop into the form here because I haven't done a lot of form questions and then we're going to go back into the chat here um, in a second. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to hit the um, invite. Let me drop this into the Facebook group just in case any homies want to come in. Um, let's see here. I drop that there. Boom. And in the meantime, um, let's see here. So the next one that we have here in the form itself is from Pixie Bit. What's up, Pixie Bit? Says, um, let's see here. They do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to have fun playing games and find like-minded people. And the question: What is the threshold of views for YouTube analytics to show you more details? By this, I mean the gender, view, times, country. Um, you can find all of that. Um, even if you have like a hundred views on your video, you can go and you can start uncovering that information for those hundred viewers. So right away, as soon as you start getting views on your videos. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, like 50 views or if you've got a hundred views, um, even low view counts, you can still see that information. Uh, let's see next on the list, something wild. What's up? Hope you are doing great. Um, let's see here. So Daniel Batal says, um, Christina Smallhorn, I use social blade to quickly gather data. This is a, this is a, this is a, a pitch for social blade. <laughs> I use Social Blade to quickly gather data on how channels have been performing over a period of time and where they've been successful along a timeline of events. So just a heads up, since uh, since uh, Daniel's putting a spotlight on that, I just wanted to 
um, let you guys know, in case you're not familiar with Social Blade, what Social Blade does, um, since they're hanging out in the stream right here, um, and this is not sponsored or anything, I'm just letting you guys know because it's a, it's, a, it's a great tool for like researching stuff. Um, basically, Social Blade, you can go and you can look at any YouTube channel. You can see how many subscribers they're getting for a month, how many views they're getting for a month. You can see their activity over time. So like, you know, where did their channel start going well? Um, is their channel doing well? Is it on the decline? Um, like what's going on there? So like if you go look at mine, you'll see like when when uh, the, the current thing that we're going through in the world right now, um, like you can see when that hit, mine was like, pew. And then, you know, I just kind of rode the mountain down. Now I'm back, you know, I'm back down to kind of normal now. Um, but it's a really cool, really cool tool, especially, you know, if you're nosy like I am, um, and you can go in, you can, you know, see the history of channels, which is really cool, including your own as well. If you ever have those moments where you're like, man, I wonder where I was at, um, in terms of, you know, monthly view counts or, you know, uh, you know, subscriber counts, whatever, at this point in time, um, you can dig into social blade for that. Um, let's see here. So, um, next thing that the next question, not a thing that we have out of the form here is from, uh, Hoik. Hoik says that they have a gaming slash game modding a channel and the goal of the channel. How many gamers do we have in here? Um, just say me, if you're a gamer, um, the goal of the channel is to promote my and other mods slash hacks. And the question is, I tend to mix talking to my audience with text and actually talking. Is this a smart thing to do? It can be. So what you need to do is you need to pay attention to your audience retention in terms of how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So if you find that you talking with having text on the screen, um, people are, you know, not responding to then start thinking, okay, well, let me mix this with going to a site like, um, uh, like Storyblocks and getting some, uh, you know, stock footage or shooting it yourself, whatever. And when you get that stock footage, then mixing in your text slides with your voiceover with some actual like B-roll to where they can see actual, you know, footage, that kind of stuff. I'm just going to mix things up a little bit and just see what it is that causes the people that are interacting with your content to stick more um, than, you know, than when you're just doing the um, talking and the text. But if you find that people are responding positively to talking in text, then, you know, absolutely keep doing it. So we got a lot, you know, so we've got a lot of, uh, so we got a lot of, uh, gamers in here. Look at that. Boom. We got me, 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 me. Nice. Mind of Nick. Hey, just high five and fist bump to you on the name. Give your, give, give your, give your family a hug next time you see them for, for naming you awesomely. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got two players, one gamer's a gamer. We got Bob FF. Um, we got Zane Shaw. What's up, man? Um, oops, not a gamer. What's up, Christina? Um, we got, uh, dark lights art lab. Um, we've got AGAC film says I have a 400 subscribers and they only watch tutorial videos as oh, a question. Okay. So we'll answer that question right here in just a second. But first, this just in, we just got noticed that a special guest is now beaming in straight from hair force one. I present to you, Daniel Battelle. <laughs> I just, What's up, man? I just love that. Love I, and, and I get the hair pulled back, so I'm like, I don't even know if I'm living up to the theme song today, Nick. Nah, it's all good, though. <laughs> it's all good, man. How are you? I'm good. I, I had, I had, well, Christina Smallhorn, uh, the real estate whisper, she whisperer. you again? She, she, a small, Ross Smallhorn, yes. Yeah, she, is she harassing you again? No, not harassing me. No, but she, but oh. she mentioned uh, social blade is in the chat and I'm a huge, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do a, a shameless plug. I, we, I actually got to meet Jason at the uh, two years back at the, um, well, I think it was vid summit, vid summit's coming up. So I got to sit with him because he was friends with, um, our friend Christopher from Legion of weirdos. And we all sat at the table together and he was a really cool dude. I've always liked the software and, 
uh, I, he was a really good guy. So, like, uh, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I wasn't trying to shamelessly plug them. Oh, it's cool. I, like, but it's, I will. It's, it's a free for all here. So, like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, like, yeah. in, in my opinion, it's like, you know, when it comes to tools like that, like, um, you know, like, you know, people should know about, you know, those sorts of things. If it's that yeah. or, you know, like anything else, it's like, you know, like, considering that we're here in front of a bunch of YouTube content creators, like, yeah. you know, if they happen to be in the chat, then it makes sense to, you know, let people know about it. So I think it's Boy, a win I tell mind. you what, you know, there, it, the one thing that, that Nick and I absolutely have in common is we are both data geeks at heart. We will stare at data and figure out a way to read it, interpolate it, think about it, come back at it, spin it around and go, maybe we could do something. So data is always one of those things that's your friend as a creator. I, I never want to get, I always try to teach creators not to get so, I try to teach them the thing that I, that I do. Like, don't do what I do. Do as I say, not as I do. Don't get wrapped up in the data, but I swear to God, there's so many good sources for data out there. Sometimes, especially with YouTube analytics getting better, it's hard not to get sucked down that path. It is. It is. And really quick, um, Anna Zabo says, Nick, I hope you got my um, super chat message today. I want to thank you. I got monetized after publishing daily. I did. And thank you for that. I mentioned that earlier um, as well. Basically, like it went through and then I ended up catching up to it. Um, but absolutely. Thank you for that. And congratulations. High five and fist bump to you for getting monetized. Boom. So um, really quick, uh, Flora Verances says, super what type chat. of streaming apps are you using? Um, so what I'm using to live stream this right now um, is called StreamYard. Um, you can check this out at StreamYard.com. But basically with StreamYard, it's cloud-based. And uh, basically with this being cloud-based, um, it makes it to where my computer doesn't have to work hard for the actual stream itself. But I do have a lot of hardware attached to it that kind of compensates for it. But it gives me the, the freedom to be able to do that because it does all the heavy lifting. And other little details as well, like, for example, from time to time um, where I live, the infrastructure is not fantastic. So because of that, sometimes like uh, the Internet will go down or the power will go down just like a blip. And because of that, um, when StreamYard is open and I'm streaming through StreamYard, it actually holds the stream open for me. And then I can come back in later and join on my phone or whatever until the power comes back on or the internet comes back on or whatever. So it's really cool for that sort of thing. Let you pull in guests easily um, as well. So like, for example, how Daniel's here right now, all I did was I clicked on an invite link, copied that link, and then I pasted it into a Facebook group for uh, my friends that, you know, that also stream. And, uh, and then, you know, he just clicked on it, bam, comes right in. Super, super awesome tool. But you can find it at uh, streamyard.com. Yeah, rep, rep, yep. the, rep the, the hoodie. Pull it up tight. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yep. There it is. Streamyard.com. So uh, AJC Film says, I have 400 subscribers. And they only watch tutorial videos, which I rarely make. So how do I get them to watch more of my videos? I'm losing lots of likes and views. So Daniel Batal, this is all you, man. Yeah, man. You know, the first thing I would tell you is stop focusing on subscribers. All right. There's, there's, there's a discussion that we have a lot of times that we talk about your community versus your target audience. Okay. You've got 400 subscribers and you're all, and you get wrapped up in the fact like I've got 400 people paying attention to me and they, I got to serve them. Listen, 400 people chose to get engaged in the conversation that you were already having. They're in. What you should be focused on is your target audience. That's the much larger group of people who have no idea who you are. You need to start getting them to pay attention to your content when it's served to them in either recommended or might show up in search. So don't, if you do the, if you just start thinking about the conversation you want to be in, a, a, the way I always try to describe YouTube is think about a giant football stadium filled with people 
all talking about a million different things. And you're wandering through that football stadium, hearing all these conversations. Let's talk about the, you know, the best type of chrome to put on a Harley Davidson when you're changing the tailpipes. You're like, I don't, I don't know what that conversation is. Hey, what's the best vinyl siding I should put on my house if I'm refrapping? You're like, I don't know what that is. But then you run into a group of people who are talking about something that makes sense to you, something that you're passionate about, something you know, and you stop and you go, hey, hey, I know about that. I, I, I know something. I want to talk about that. I, I actually can I can actually add to that conversation. That's where you need to put your focus and decide which conversations that you want to be involved in and how you can bring value to those conversations and build your channel from the ground up just like that. These are real people out there you're trying to reach. So you want to think about the conversation you're in, just like Nick. Nick right now is live streaming, talking to people who might want to figure out ways to grow their YouTube channels and, and, and succeed on YouTube. So that's the conversations he's in. Decide the conversation you want to be in, do that effectively, and just pay attention to the data that comes back. Are your videos getting a few more views? Did you put out something today that drove a few more views and it drove a week ago? Pay attention to that data because that's your channel and YouTube telling you that you're actually connecting with the people that you really want to connect with. Boom. So really quick, OBS versus uh, StreamYard, which is better. I have a high-end system. It depends on what you're doing. So um, like if you are, let's see here. So if you want things like, uh, like let's say you're gaming and when somebody subscribes, you want a little notification and you want to be able to build all of the stuff where you have like, you know, your little window down here and then you've got, you know, the screen full and then you have like alert bars and, you know, things like that. StreamYard at this moment in time doesn't have that capability um, to add all those little alerts and things like that. So um, so because of that, you know, using something like that would probably be the choice for you. Um, however, if you're like, hey, I want me with my game and you're like, that's what I'm focusing on um, and I want to be able to bring in like other gamers and, and stuff like that, then in that case, uh, you would want to go with StreamYard. And factor in um, one more thing, learning curve. Uh, if you're going to go yeah. OBS or one of those, you're going to have to spend a bunch of time learning to build those scenes out. So if you just want to jump live and make it happen really quickly, StreamYard's an easier option. If you want to spend more time learning and build something that's higher tier, OBS is a great way to go. And one thing I also want to add here to AGC Films for that conversation that we were having there is um, it's also important to know that in terms of like, how do I get them to watch more of my videos? Um, you know, YouTube isn't about necessarily like, you know, like forcing people to consume content that they don't want to consume. Wait, it's wait, about wait, what? We can't just force it down their throats? I know. You I know, will I know watch. Idea, but, you know, I know it's a new idea. But like, um, you know, when it comes to YouTube, it's more about, you know, understanding who it is that you're making content for so that you can make content that they care about. So if the only thing that your audience is watching from you is tutorials, that means that the other stuff that you're making isn't isn't vibing with them. So because of that, you might want to actually lean into the tutorial content. And then, you know, if people are responding to that a lot, lean into that and then ride that for a while. And then if people, you know, if that whole thing starts ramping up, then keep doing that. And then if you're like, hey, but I've got a bunch of other types of content content I want to make too, then in that case, you know, have another channel, you know, for that other type of content and then focus this on tutorials since that's what people are responding to there. As long as that's the type of content that, you know, that you want to, uh, to make, of course. Great advice. Jelly Duck says fist bump for Nick. Super chat. Thank you for that. Yep. Fist bump right back to you. Thank you. So, um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we got a question right now to go ahead and just drop it. Um, in the chat looking for those cues. Dr. Sten in the house. What's up, man? So for those of you that, um, you know, because Dr. Sten has been around, um, you know, this community for a long time. 
And uh, he has a lot of great information to share um, about his YouTube channel and some problems that he's had in the past. And then he's overcame those problems. And now he's just rocking on his YouTube channel. He's got over a million subscribers now. Um, he is doing a uh, live stream here um, in about, what, an hour, I think, Dr. Sten. Um, he's doing a live stream with Daryl talking about, you know, like his journey, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with his channel and all that stuff. Really awesome story in terms of, you know, the problem that he had and then how he overcame it um, to make his channel thrive. So if you guys are wanting to participate in that, after this stream is over, make sure that you head over and you click the little remind button on uh, Daryl's video. And mods, if anybody here um, wants to, um, you know, find that link and just drop it um, in the chat so that some people can go over there and click that reminder because it's going to be a really awesome stream. Um, please, uh, please do so if you wouldn't mind. Um, okay, so as we keep on going here, Toby says, I know that I have a great video idea. I'm just curious on how to market myself to get people to notice my videos. Daniel Battelle, how do you get people to notice your videos on YouTube? Step number one, it's the same, it's the same thing we were just talking about. Try to target a very specific audience that you want to reach. If you can do that first, figure out who you're trying to have a conversation with and then figure out the things that are important to them and then leverage the way that your voice seems to interact with that conversation. Nick and I circle a very similar drain where we both talk about, you know, kind of figuring out how to grow on YouTube. It's clogged with hair, if you can imagine. Lots of hair. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Only, only in my case. There is very little hair, surprisingly, coming from Nick's end. <laughs> we, we, we both talk about a very similar thing, but Nick comes at it at a very at a different angle than I do. His voice and his conversation is really talking about the day-to-day, -day, how to learn all things YouTube, where I come at it from an angle of, of video editing and how to make better content and thinking about the thing you're building and then putting it onto YouTube and then figuring out how to make a channel grow once you've made the content. So we get, we're both talking about a very similar conversation, but we come at it from different perspectives. So the number one thing I would say is, just get make sure that your voice is unique come at it with your own perspective so if, make sure the angle that you're coming at it makes sense and then and then let the data be your guide i think sometimes people go how do i get people no to notice your video the thing about youtube is the audience is there when you look in your data and you see impressions that's youtube putting your content in front of people if they choose not to click, click through rate, or if they do choose to click and they don't watch for very long, that's your audience retention reports, then you need to start thinking about, well, YouTube did their thing. They put it in front of people and the people made the decision. So don't blame YouTube. Think about what am I doing wrong with the viewing audience, the target audience I'm trying to reach. I'm not connecting. How can I do a better job of it so the very next impressions that I get in the upcoming weeks I can maximize those. I can get the click. I can win the click. And then after I win the click, I can keep them watching. So those are the things where you would sit back and say, it comes down to things like topic. What are you talking about? Are these significant topics in my niche? Is, is this thing pe people care about? Am I talking about stuff that's been done to death? Or am I bringing a fresh new perspective where people go, hey, wait a second. I want to watch this video because it's something I'm interested in. The biggest mistake creators make is they think of YouTube as a search engine and you think you're only being served against similar channels to what you do. Nothing could be further than, from the truth. Only about a quarter of the videos overall on YouTube come from search. The vast majority of views on, on YouTube come from recommended, meaning YouTube is trying to figure out what people are interested in and bringing videos that are relevant and that have performance data behind them to those viewers. Make sure your content is relevant 
and builds performance data, quality packaging, messaging, and then beyond the click, keeps people watching so that YouTube understands, bring this to that viewer. It's the simplest thing to explain, but it's the hardest thing to achieve. Start now and spend a lot of time trying to perfect that. Yeah. And uh, another thing, too, just to, to make sure you remember how Daniel's talking about, you know, digging into your data. Like the reason that that's important is because if people respond better to your videos, then by default, YouTube shows your videos to more people. So because of that, when you're digging into your data, you start uncovering things that will help you get a better response from what it is that you're doing. So ultimately, like what you're what you're ultimately trying to do is like when it comes to marketing yourself is you're just trying to learn how to make high performing videos for the platform. Once you learn how to do that, and they don't have to be the best videos. They don't have to be, you don't have to get a hundred percent audience retention, you know, for your videos. YouTube says to get as close to that as you can, but videos perform great. Um, you know, in some content types, you know, even if they're, you know, even if the retention, you know, is like 50% or 40%, if it's getting a lot of views, that kind of thing. So because of that, um, you know, when you are putting your content together, the thing that you should be doing is you should be looking for places that people are leaving places that people are staying because those are going to be clues into and the places that people are skipping places that people are rewinding in your audience retention because those are going to be clues on how you can make better content by using that information in future videos by coming up with ideas theories on okay people left here why do i think people left here okay so this is the different reasons that i come up with that i think that you know might have caused people to leave at this point in the video so because of that in my next video i'm going to try to do things a little bit differently and see if i can get people you know a little bit past this because i'm going to omit that from my video or i'm going to take a different approach right so you want to think about things like that yeah so, you know what can i say one more thing nick i no, think the, the no, absolutely oh, not. Right, yeah right. of course of course mute, mute me just mute me <laughs> <laughs> the biggest mistake creators make is that they think the way that they use YouTube is somehow different than the way that viewers use YouTube. To, to stop, stop right here, everybody. Think about when you're on, you're a creator, everyone in the chat, everyone watching this in the replay, think about how you use in the YouTube uh, in the podcast, in the podcast. I'm sorry. Just drop the, drop the, drop the line. Hit, hit me with the. And in the podcast. People watching here in the live stream, in the replay, and in the podcast, think about how you use YouTube, okay? Because this is exactly how other people use YouTube. You need to make sure that when someone comes along, like, and they, why would you watch a video? What makes you click? What makes you stop in your tracks and watch one video over another? Think about that and then think about how you can create content that is interest-based that would make another person who shares the interests that you have stop and watch your video. Stop thinking that YouTube is going to make it magically happen. YouTube is relying on audience um, data, the, the, the viewer behavior to decide what they're going to recommend. So you need to connect. You need to skip over YouTube and get to the viewer and make sure that they have something that they would want to watch. Get them to do that more frequently and YouTube will recommend your content more often, period. Welcome to the Nimenati. Ab Cami, welcome to the Nimenati. Make sure um, that you go to nimenvip.com. That will redirect you to our members only Facebook group. Um, when you get there, make sure you fill out everything on the way in because that's how I verify uh, channel members are actual members um, when I go in there and I let everybody into the group that signed up. So, have you, been, have you been drinking? What's going on with the hiccups? You all right? Yeah, it's, it's been a long it's day. Been 
talk too much. I talk too much and I don't breathe enough. It's, it's <laughs> Air in and out, Nick. Both. Yeah, so I'll just like start on something and then like it's just like I, I don't take that moment to take a quick breath. And because of that, I'll just kind of like run out and then like mess me up a little it's bit. It's like uh, we're going to start a hashtag oxygen deprived Nick. Yeah, Save Nick. I have to hydrate. I got to breathe. I got to do like so much stuff. It's like if I'm hydrating and breathing, how am I supposed to run all this stuff? Right. Having like to I, remind Nick that he right. needs to breathe is literally the epitome of knowing Nick. Nick, breathe. Okay. All right, well, I will. So uh, next on our list, this one's coming out of the um, form here. Um, this one is from. Oh, we did that one already. Come on, form. Go form. There we go. MBU Gaming says that they do gaming and entertainment content. The goal of the channel is we love making content and just spreading a certain message. MBU stands for nowhere but up, meaning that no matter how low you go, you can only go up. Um, we love entertaining people and we have fun doing it. Question, how could we spread videos more? Um, we get a decent amount of views seeing as we don't have many people subbed, but I don't know how to spread the channel more and possibly get more subscribers. So one of the things that you're gonna hear um, as a recurring thing here during these live streams is the importance of just paying attention to what's going on with your with your content. So a lot of content creators will publish videos and they just keep, I'm sure you've heard the thing about, you know, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's, you know, insanity. So the same exact thing goes to YouTube. So if you just keep publishing the same videos with the same idea and the same type of content, the same format, and, you know, you open your videos the same way and then you get through the same videos, but it's not working, then in that case, you have to, if it's not working or not working well enough, then in that case, you have to go and you start experimenting. Like you got to think, okay, if this is who I'm making content for, how can I make another type of content that this person might also enjoy? Um, how can I do things in my current videos to where I can kind of change things up a little bit um, in order to see if it's the way that I'm putting my content together or just to see if there's a better way to do what it is that I'm doing. So ultimately when it comes to, um, because it says you don't have too many people subs, but you want to know how to spread the channel more. Like what it comes down to is it doesn't matter what surface on YouTube in terms of, you know, your, uh, you know, search or the homepage or being recommended next to other videos or suggested next to other videos. doesn't matter where your videos are showing up. If they stay there is going to be dependent on how people respond to the content. So because of that, if you can't get people to click enough compared to the other videos that are there, then right out of the gate, you've lost. If you can't get people, once they do click, to enjoy your content compared to the other videos that are being recommended there, then in that case, you are losing against those people as well. And if you can't get that positive response, then YouTube is going to stop or slowly stop showing your content to other people. And then it's going to prioritize other content that's proven to perform on the platform. And it's really important to understand that with every video you publish, like your past doesn't matter, right? Just like in life, like you can change your life at any point in time. You just have to wake up and say, you know what, today's the day I'm actually gonna do it and you just commit and then you can start going through the process of making changes in your life. YouTube is the same exact way to where, you know, if you've made, if you have a, if you've made a, you know, nice handful of videos and things just aren't, you know, working the way that you want at any time, you can say, you know what, this next video, I'm still making it for the same audience because this is the, you know, this is the people that I wanna roll with, but, you know, I'm going to try something different. You know, today is going to be the day that I'm going to make something different. I'm just going to experiment. I'm going to start trying to figure out, you know, what it is that the people that I'm trying to reach, you know, really enjoy, um, or at least enjoy better than what it is that I'm doing currently. Oh, so, you God, know, you wait a minute. Everybody take a second and digest what Nick just said to you. Listen, it's in, the power is in your hands. It's not YouTube. YouTube is not holding you back. It's not YouTube. It's you. There's you. There's content, there's YouTube, which is just the platform that you're putting the content on, and there's a target audience you're trying to reach. 
Focus on the other end of that spectrum because YouTube is spending all of its time making sure that they're serving relevant performing content to people who are interested in YouTube and watching video content. Get on board with what YouTube thinks is important, getting people to watch and keep them watching. That's all of it. YouTube is a platform of prediction at any given moment when someone is watching your video right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I got a video that's doing well. I know so many people that were like, oh, if I only had a viral video, I would be huge. And I go, that's like the kiss of death for a lot of people because they have no idea what to do after that, right? Okay, so you have to understand how YouTube works. YouTube is trying to make sure that people are getting on the platform, watching videos, and then going on to watch more because it's an advertised-based platform. YouTube makes their money based on serving ads inside of your content, right? Or in the converse, they charge viewers for things like YouTube Premium where you pay not to see ads. So they're making money on either side of the advertisement paradigm. What you need to do is to get them watching and keep them watching. And if you do that successfully, YouTube will recommend your content to similar viewers, to the ones who have already enjoyed, watched and enjoyed your content. Get in that lane and stay in that lane for the conversation you want to be in. Chad Garber says, I disagree that past content doesn't impact future videos. Chad, I promise you, if, you, if the next video that you published if all of your metrics on that particular video were stellar, I guarantee you that 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 video by itself would perform awesomely just based on how people respond to that video. YouTube would keep showing it to people as long as they keep responding to that content. I promise you, if your next video, if everything about that video was awesome compared to the you know videos that you published in the past or not, not compared to the videos you published in the past, but if you're. Metrics are awesome, and that particular video, by YouTube standards of quality content, then 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 that video will do well, regardless of what the previous videos have done. That, you know what? They look at that the wrong way. And now Nick and I are both friends with Todd Bopri, who works on the YouTube search and discovery team. And he's come out and said, we don't build anything into the system that says, oh, let's look at how the previous per video performed and then imply that into what we're gonna do with your current video. This is right from the guys who build the platform. But what you have to think about is if your other video went live and nobody clicked it, nobody watched it, and you put out a new video tomorrow, you have to make sure that you're connecting with the people that you're trying to reach because if yesterday's video didn't connect, maybe you're making a mistake. Maybe you're not putting things together in a way that makes people want to click and watch. So it isn't the last video. It's a pattern of you not being able to do something that gets people to connect with your content that you're trying to reach. Simple as that. Stay in that lane and, and I promise you, you'll start to move forward. James Dunn. Welcome to the Nimanati. Welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure that you go to nimanvip.com when you get the chance to. Um, that's going to redirect you to our Facebook group. Um, fill out all the information on the way in um, so that I can verify uh, that you're a member. That's, 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 that, that information helps me verify. Um, so in terms of it not getting as many views as another channel, um, again, this one's for uh, for Chad, is, um, is he said that... Uh, he said, but it won't get as many views as a channel that typically has a lot of views, um, in my opinion. Yes, it will. Performing content is performing content regardless of all of, our, all of other factors. So if you have, okay, let's do it this way. Just to go extremes, right? So let's say that every other channel in your niche does fantastic 
And let's say that they get like 70% audience retention on their videos. Let's say they make 10 minute videos. They get 7% audience retention. They get, uh, let's say, uh, 50% complete rate. Um, on that particular, well, yeah, but anyway, let's just say they get 50% complete rate on that video or 40% complete rate on that video. And you come in and you get people clicking way more than that particular video. You get people, you know, completing your video at like 60% or 70%. Then I guarantee your video, regardless of their channel size, regardless of anything else, I'll back that up. So, so that video will perform excellently, excellently. However, right out of the gate, theirs might do better if they have a much larger audience because, you know, they have that immediate sample size to, to run against to where yours, um, they would actually have to, you know, start putting it in front of people. And then those people would have to start responding to it um, positively. And then yours would end up ultimately with the, the, the view count. If both of the videos were on the same topic, talking about the same thing, then if your video performs better on the platform, then your video ultimately would end up doing better. There's the big mistake that everybody makes. They think, well, big channels, they get an advantage because they uh, YouTube likes some more. No, it doesn't. It has more data because it puts, if someone like PewDiePie or Casey Neistat drops or Roberto Blake drops a, ver a video, there's, there are people that YouTube already knows to serve that he's built a community. So they drop it into that community and more people are getting the notifications because more people have subscribed, have paid attention, have, have Roberto's content in their recent watch history. Let's think about that. So that YouTube can quickly gather viewer data, audience behavior data, and make, um, and then make predictions upon who else might want to watch this content. So there's no advantage to being a bigger established channel other than you've done the work and you've helped build authority. Authority is based on data that's gathered from, from videos that have connected with the target audience you're trying to reach. Don't blame YouTube. It all comes back to that same thing. Connection with your target audience. Build those synapses so that YouTube understands your content and who to serve it to. Do that better, and YouTube will do it more often. Simple. So next up on our list here, we've got um, NBU. Oh, no, we did NBU Gaming already. So we've got Endless Soup and Salad. Endless Soup and Salad says podcast. Where wait, we wait, talk wait. About what, do we get, what do we get Endless Soup and Salad? What, is yeah, that that's, locally? That's what really matters. Like, that's what we're really after. What is that, right Olive now. Garden? What are we talking salad. here? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. I haven't had, like, when I go to the States, like, when I go visit my mom, it's usually there's a specific Mexican place where uh, she lives that we'll eat. And then there's a Olive Garden as well. So uh, we go there. My favorite part of Olive Garden, like I'll be honest, I don't care about the food, but the breadsticks and the salad. Oh, my so God. Good. So good. Ooh, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, Te Texas stuff. Roadhouse has buns that they put like cinnamon butter on. Oh, my God. Mm. I'll stop now. Endless soup and salad. What are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> Roberto says he is uh, he's on his way here. Please. So come. really quick. Um, so Chad Garber says, how can we test your theory for real? It's easy to say that bigger size channels don't get advantages when you have a big channel. Um, Chad, we didn't always have big channels, right? We didn't have always have big channels. Plus, Daniel and I both have worked with other content creators as well, large and small. And uh, uh, it always comes down to video performance. Even when a channel is in the hole and you're trying to pull that channel out of the hole, it all comes down to performing content. If a channel's doing always. well and it starts not doing well, it's because the content does not perform as well. Like Two things, relevance, performance. I don't care which traffic source you're talking about. Relevance, 
and performance. If you can make content that is relevant to the type of content that someone is either using Google, using YouTube search to search for videos or something that gets served to them and recommended because it's based on their interests. So it's relevant. And then after the click, everybody forgets that, that winning the click is only one half of the equation. What happens after the click is all of it. If they click and they leave, you think that all views, you can have a video with a bunch of views and you think, oh, I got this many views. If they all clicked away because they all clicked in and when I mean, they thought it was something and it wasn't because you didn't deliver on the promise of the packaging, then they go, nah, I was 10 seconds in and I left. That video will stop being served out. I don't care if it has a million views and then it took a million views for people to go, I, I'm not really interested and YouTube got the message. Relevance is, it's relevance in performance. You have to make relevant content to the discussion you're in, and then it has to perform. You have to keep them watching after the click. Do those two things and it won't matter. It won't matter what the traffic source is. It'll only matter whether or not you're connecting with the people you're trying to connect with, your target audience. To put this into example in another direction, like in the opposite direction, um, also having the larger channel doesn't guarantee performance either. So like um, in my case, right? Like I have a video that I put out recently, it's a StreamYard video. And in that particular video, I know it'll do fine over time in search, but I know that, you know, when I publish a video like that, that my core audience, right? The things that you guys care about the most is not, you know, a StreamYard video. It's about a video about how to get views or subscribers to do something specific to YouTube, not necessarily the tool, even though the tool videos perform over time, they don't just rock right out of the gate. So like um, that particular video, I don't even know if I've crossed 5,000 views on it yet. And it's been on there for like three weeks now, I think. But over time, that video is gonna do fine and anybody can bookmark it and, you know, look at it over time. But that video will do fine over time because that will end up showing up in search and all that good stuff. And that's where I'm gonna be able to add the most value to that sponsor through having that video in a good place in search that will actually ultimately end up bringing them signups and whatnot. So on the initial performance, just because I have a, you know, larger channel, um, you know, like the same rules still apply to larger channels as well. Like if we put out a dud um, in terms of that immediate response, if we put out a dud in terms of that initial performance, in terms of that video, you guys weren't interested, which means you didn't click on it. Since you didn't click on it, then it hurt the performance of that particular video, which means that, you know, it's been on there for a few weeks and it hasn't even crossed the view counts that I typically get in like a 24 hour period um, for for a video. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's another side of that particular story. What was that? Uh, what was that video about? What was that one you were just talking about? It was StreamYard. Uh, uh, StreamYard. Who? Yeah, StreamYard, the best live streaming app on the planet, StreamYard. Oh, you mean if you wanted to live stream using StreamYard today, would there be links below that people could potentially go sign up and start streaming there just would, like we fact, are? Or they could also just go to StreamYard.com um, if they would like. Either one, you know, either or. All roads lead to Rome in that situation. So either one is a fantastic way to get them to there. Product uh, placement. Yep. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Roberto said that he is coming in. So, uh, so holding out here for Roberto to uh, show up here as well. Um, yes, I do. Um, Fairview TV. I've been outside of the States now for a long time. Uh, well, well outside. Yeah, well outside. Well outside. Yeah, like if you started any further, then uh, then you'd start coming back. Um, NASA like is actually just figuring out a way to send out exploration to reach Nick from the <laughs> confines of the United States. Oh, that's funny. We might put a um, rover. <laughs> Really quick, since we're going back and forth with chat here in this conversation, um, I know 5,000 views is not a small amount of views in total, but what I'm saying is 5,000 views compared to is, is low on my particular channel based on what I'll normally get from a piece of content within a similar time period. That's what I mean. Um, let's see here. So, um, hey, thank you, Anna Zabo. 
And uh, Jay-Z helps. Hey, what's up, dude? I hope you're doing great. It's been a while. Since, oops. Yeah, I was waiting for I had it prepped for uh, Roberto. Oh, no. And, and I did it again. Okay. So uh, Jay-Z helps Florida Injury Law Forum, says Daniel Batal is crushing it. Absolutely. He is crushing it. He's doing awesome. Just, Love, that's uh, Justin. Justin is actually crushing it. New to the platform, uh, personal injury lawyer who's just, he's just starting to figure out how to get his grip. And he's already passed 6,000 subscribers doing all the kind of things that we talk about here every week. Uh, I love Justin. Great guy. So we got we, we got a birthday coming in here um, for Roberto. So Roberto, Roberto had a birthday. Here. Yeah, it's just a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so if he uh, if he gets in here, because typically we'd be stopping the stream right now, but we're we're, we're waiting for Roberto because I want Roberto to come in, hang well, out. You Roberto. know, he's he's old. It's harder to remember how to use all the functionality. Get into the live stream. Second, let me take my arthritis medication. I'm on my way. <laughs> right. Let me just. I just gotta put my AARP card away, and then I'll be right in. <laughs> <laughs> how do you i gotta i gotta call my kids and, and, and ask them how to turn this thing on this live stream <laughs> how do you i'm gonna take a selfie here we go <laughs> uh is it a good idea to engage in online youtube drama or should i just block those people um yeah so it all comes down to like what it is that you're doing i mean my thing is you know um typically you know i'm trying to uh, you know I, i'm a big fan of just being positive and what it is that you do and sharing positivity um and that sort of thing like latching on to external youtube drama that doesn't have anything to do with you anything like that i would just avoid that um if you can yeah. of course it all comes down to you know that like your personality and all of that um but my personal belief is that you know we can use this opportunity in terms of the content that we produce we can use this opportunity to positively impact people or negatively impact people and i and i lean on the side of positively impacting people because like everything that we do in my opinion everything that we do everything that we consume adds some type of energy to us or takes away some type of energy to us and all of that content about you know all the youtube drama related content things like that um in my opinion that's more of an energy draining thing versus an energy adding thing so you know in my opinion i i, I just try to you know stay away from those types of things fly ride in the house what's up man hope you're doing great so uh, let's see here. So um, let's see here. You are you're just inviting negative energy into your channel by engaging in drama. Just my opinion, though. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like if you build if you build an audience around drama related content, then you are building an audience of people that are interested in drama. So because of that, your content, uh, your comment sections are probably going to be toxic and that sort of thing. You can see that on a lot of uh, drama related channels to where, you know, there's just certain types of people that's that flock to that type of content. Of course, there's always outliers, but certain types of, you know, people, you know, flock to certain types of content and that particular type of content. The, the comment sections can can sometimes be a, a cesspit. Um, let's see here. So next up, we've got, uh, let's see here. Have you heard of the subscriber-only chat? And for gaming, do you think it's worth putting it on a channel that has 10,000 subscribers? Good question. I was going to jump in. I just that's a great that's a great question. There's yeah, um, so there's on a the subscriber only chat. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I haven't heard a subscriber only chat on YouTube. I've heard there's a the there's a members only chat that you can do. So you can filter by if you have members, you can do uh, members only chat on YouTube. Uh, and it's I I don't know if there's a subscriber only one. If there was, I may not have heard of that. But there is a members only. You can do things like like Nick could right now choose to be live streaming to all of you, but only members could choose. He could put a selection where if you're not a member, you can't leave a comment into the chat. He mm -hmm. chooses not to do that because he's trying to reach a much broader target audience and doesn't want to have anyone feel ostracized. But I think it's one of those things that you have to... You, I, I, I'm a fan of intentionality. Don't ever do anything 
without thinking it through and knowing why you're doing it and have a reason for it. I, and I, and that doesn't just come down to like doing, you know, members only type chat uh, uh, allocations is think about why you would do something and what the benefit and what the potential loss might be for what you, for what you're trying to create. Because I think everything from your thumbnails, your titles, the way you organize your channels, the way you do the way you do live streams, as you see here, Nick is really trying to do something that reaches the broadest target audience. I think doing things that limit yourself could be potentially problematic. Um, Nick has already said in streams like this, and I know the same thing. I've had it when, uh, in my live streams where a really uh, high-performing live stream, we lose a lot of subscribers because someone said something in the chat, and then maybe it was they spammed the chat and a moderator had to silence them for you know, a period of time. They got mad, they unsubscribed. Or they asked a question, they didn't like the answer, and they it's the easiest way to get people to unsubscribe is to go live because they get pissed off quickly. So I think intentionality is everything. No matter what choice, you're, whatever question you have in front of you, be intentional. Why are you doing it? Why you? Why would you make? Uh, uh, why would you limit the responses from people in the chat? Does it make sense if you have an ultimate goal? Like, well, I'm doing a members only. You have to be a member to 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 uh, post a comment in the chat, and I'm doing it to increase membership. And you think that that will increase membership? Then it makes sense. And then you can look at the data and see how many people joined your membership group. And then, you know, a month later, all left because they just wanted to have their current comment heard and make decisions based on the data. I'm a firm believer in data-driven decisions. Let, let the data guide you to what you should do next. And the same exact response comes to this. Um, would you say uploading shorter videos daily is better than weekly longer uploads? According to YouTube, it doesn't matter if people watch several short videos, and this is a quote, doesn't matter if people watch several short videos or a long video, as long as they are finding value in your content, you keep them watching, that's all that matters. So because of that, if you're doing daily short content, I would definitely make sure, or shorter videos, I would make sure that you're thinking it through and being very intentional about you know putting together uh, specific playlists or series playlists around like you know each um you know like each week you go through a specific thing right so it's like hey five videos this week five videos next week um they're all relatively short and then i put them in a series playlist and i try to drive people from video to video through that playlist um if you're going if you're doing shorter content i would take that approach nice nick what what I have to, oh is he here he's here at last sit lord of YouTube, Roberto Blake. <laughs> Roberto, what's, what's up, up pal? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? God, I love that spreadsheet uh, that you got. That's oh, this one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah my, uh, my merch is over there and uh, made this. Nice. nice. We're Look at all the branding going on right here. I know, right? Moment. Right? So, uh, so brand I mean, deals. So we're we're getting ready to um, shut this down here shortly, man. But I just wanted to um, bring you on, just wish you a happy birthday, man. You had a birthday oh, this week. So much. Say happy birthday to you, my man. I hope that uh, yeah. it was an awesome, awesome birthday time for you. Yep. Can we get a happy birthday for Roberto here uh, in the chat? Yeah, is that a royalty-free song? Can we sing it? We're not allowed to sing it, right? We'll get penalized. I, know. Or is that... I, know. I don't know. So I do have um, a thing that um, that it's not. Let's see here. Yeah. Okay. So I've got. Oh, Nick, your audio Whoa. cut out. You just lost your audio. Hey, look at him talking away. Look at him. Nick, your audio is gone. Oh, he's done. Look, he's like, now he has to wait. Hold. Let's, uh, let's, let's, we're going to get his stream demonetized. Where is it? I think we're here. 
happy birthday to you. Happy no, I actually think that legit would get its demonetized, like get yeah, content claimed. Get I think it'll get claimed. <laughs> I literally think it. it'll get claimed. Yeah. Uh, We've lost them. This is what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, the, um, the, the perils of live streaming mm. on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, I, nothing. Um, we got nothing. We got nothing. There is, uh, like, I know usually we won't address, um, like, trolling or something in chat, but I did want to, like, address something. Someone did say a bunch of shills. I don't know. Oh, you're back. Oh, you're, oh, you're back finally. There we go. There it is. Yeah. Okay, it's all right. I already got the stream demonetized. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, someone called us <laughs> a bunch of shills. Daniel, yeah, I know. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know um, if you're going to be able to hear this, but, um, but Roberta, you're at first person playing this for so uh so we'll see no. but you'll recognize the voices even though you don't see it you know what? i'm gonna see if i can share this just so you can see it uh as well this oh, is wow. really messy extremely messy but um okay. i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna play it anyway here go one second let's go hold on i'm gonna let you see it too oh man oh Happy birthday. The Niminati wishes you a 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 happy birthday. Thank you so much. That's that's adorable. That's adorable. Thank you. So, oh my uh, God, that's great. Yeah. So still, still, uh, so, so basically we've got all those. My brother's got like a song that he put together and all that stuff. It's just not, you know, like it was like a thing that we did like a while back and, you know, just so on and so forth. Like it just, it just hasn't been put together yet. Oh, um, so we're but, blaming D we're like D yeah, that yeah, slacker for me to do right now. Cause <laughs> it's not in the stream. Right. So right, well, uh, where is he now? But, uh, but yeah, he's in Mexico. What are you, are you, his, <laughs> are you his attorney? What is going on? No, but um, uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, that that will end up being cooler later. But you're the first, uh, yeah, your first birthday uh, to uh, be that here. So uh, happy birthday, man! Thank yeah. you, man. So How old are you so now, much. Roberto? Come on, shout it out. How many years? We well, can cut you in half and count the rings. No better than to answer that question. Uh, well, now I you're mean, his attorney. <laughs> well, all right, so. Uh, well, well, in, fear in this, in Las Vegas, this, uh, in, this kind of in this reincarnation, I'm 37 years old. <laughs> 37. <laughs> in this Good in Lord. this current incarnation, I'm 37 years. old. I remember 37. I think it was literally back in 1937 that I was 37. But congratulations, man. That's uh, yeah. Thanks. Nice. I haven't decided to get a new host body yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> how about a how about a Feels second good. Sith Lord? Do you have a do you have a second <laughs> first? Oh, an apprentice. An apprentice. Yeah. Oh, what? So they could. So um. So they, they can, can betray me and throw run. me down the, the shaft of the Death Star, I think not. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it all falls okay. apart. So so you've got you got some great uh minds here in this chat. We got Daniel Batal and we got Roberto Blake right here um with some, you know, some tons of expertise here. So if you have a question about YouTube, make sure you put a Q in front of your question. Go ahead and drop it in here right now we're going to answer a few more here um, uh, before we uh, before we wrap this up. So um, let's hear commentating uh, commentary and gaming videos. A must, we're, we're going to do a lightning round. Let's do lightning round. So, OK, so these have to be really short questions and we have to answer these in a really quick way so we can get through a bunch of them. Go. So uh, the very first one is Magic Entertainment says commentary and gaming videos, a must or optional. Roberto. 
Make something people want to watch. Next. Okay. Next question we have is any advice on how to grow a family channel that isn't centered around children um, and more about parenting, relationship, and marriage, which would be a vlog style. Daniel. Doesn't matter the vlog. If what doesn't matter the style you do it in vlog or whether it's pre-edited, it doesn't matter. What you want to do is think about the target audience you're trying to reach and what they're thinking about. How do I raise children? The perils of having your first child. What you should know when you have your second child. The difference between having two children versus one. The the for, how to find a doctor for my first child. Think about what your audience is thinking about. Make content that serves them, and this and you'll grow. Period. Um, Icy Mail, I've been doing YouTube for 10 months and I have 241 subscribers. Is that good? I have no idea if it is. Um, so when it comes to um, 10 months and 241 subscribers, there's people that have been on YouTube for years that haven't crossed 300 subscribers. So it's it's better than other people. However, I do believe that there could be you know improvements that could be made, um, but I don't have any context. I don't know how many videos you've uploaded. I don't know what it is you're trying to do. But if you are just uploading this like for fun and you're not like really focused hard on growth, that type of thing, um, then in that that particular case, um, then you, then you're doing awesome. But if you're like, you know, hey, I'm I like really need to grow this YouTube channel. Then in that case, you know, I would definitely dig in and um, you know roll up your sleeve, so to speak, and uh, try to figure out you know what you can do using your YouTube analytics to make improvements. Um, what are your opinions on channel memberships, Roberto? Could be a great way to expand your revenue if you're not comfortable building your own membership website with Kajabi or if you, for whatever reason, want to do Patreon. However, it does take 30%. Patreon takes a smaller percentage and currently, at least currently, has a better overall user experience. YouTube memberships are more convenient though. Something Wild says, I'm a shy person and I talk to my viewers using text. What can I do to be more engaging with the viewers instead of having them read long texts? Talk to them. Um, let's see here, like actually speak in your videos. That'll, 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 um, that'll bypass that problem. Yep. Um, Jennifer says, what are your favorite analytics to obsess about? Daniel. All of them. I tried it. My favorite metric is one that isn't actually listed and it's called velocity. It's the ability to look at multiple metrics all at the same time when I publish something and see how it's connecting overall with my target audience. It has to do with click through rate. It has to do with watch time. It has to do with views and it's the ability. You don't need metrics. Don't get focused on one metric. Nobody needs to tell you when a viewer, when a video is doing well, trust me, you will know when one of your videos is doing well, focus on velocity because it will allow you to understand what can next and what doesn't and repeat those successes mine is revenue per thousand views should i focus on how to, how does youtube videos make me want to watch and apply that knowledge to my channel um absolutely um if you are you know looking around youtube as a user being mindful of your activities when you're on youtube and also just keeping that stuff in mind when you're making your content can be extremely valuable um let's see here um roberto favorite beer Mm. Oh, come on. Angry Daniel Orchard. Patel, favorite beer. What, what, Angry uh, right now, it would be Samuel Adams, the Summer Hazy Shanty. It's a, it's a, it's a heavier IPA that's, that Samuel Adams from Boston is putting out at the moment. But I stopped, drinking, I stopped drinking anything but wine. I can fix that. Okay, so your favorite wine. Well, I, for the beer question, I ended up going with Angry Orchard, but my favorite wine right now is probably, I'd probably go with uh, Neighbor White. Maybe like something like a Sauvignon Blanc. It's a good one. I hardly ever drink, but when I do, um, and this isn't sponsored, I got to say that because of that quick buildup. I never do. Oh, when I do, no, it's um, either Corona or, or uh, Heineken for me. 
I'm a basic wow. dude. I don't, I don't get into the fancy stuff. No, um, that's kind. That's that's deep ends of the spectrum. We like where you're going with that. Gary one. V made okay, me a okay. wine snob, so blame him. <laughs> it's called wine slut. Wine slut. Oh, so um, something wild says how to make a good video without speaking. Really easily. I'm going to jump on this one. The way you have to think about what connects with your audience. There are plenty of great videos where nobody is speaking. People are looking for value. When they click on a video, they're expecting to get something from that video. It doesn't matter if you're talking, if it's visually, or if it's something. You know, just Because there's a lot of stuff out there that just shows something. That can just show images through something that someone wants to watch. So make sure that the, the way you're creating videos is in line with what someone would expect to see so that you can present the value that they're looking for when they click on the thumbnail and then it doesn't matter if you're talking or not talking just make sure the alignment makes sense should Speaking you as a, someone who has a music channel good thumbnails work like people don't even know about the song yet and good thumbnails will do it 1,000 subs 13,000 views on a video music channel Benji Boom. Travis in the house What's up Benji hope you're doing awesome says ASMR Benji. no speaking on that type of content on, yep. on a lot of that content. Yeah, some does, some does not. But yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Benji you know, like, keeps uh, telling me, every time I talk to Benji, he says, you should do an a ASMR channel. And I think he's just trying to tell me to shut the F up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was close. For a second, I was like, oh my God. Right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> oh, did you have the beep button right? <laughs> did you make fun of subscribers? Absolutely. You know, if they're cool people, like people yeah. are people. Like if you, if you, you know, meet them, if you end up meeting them somewhere and, uh, and, and you hit it off, then absolutely. There's no reason not to. You know, yeah. YouTube is just like anything else where because of it, you'll end up meeting people. And some of those people that you meet are going to end up becoming friends. Some of them will not. So because of that, um, you know, absolutely. Um, get Lost Vlog says, if I have 100 subscribers right now, is it possible to get another 100 before the end of the year if I stick to a weekly schedule? Roberto. If you're making content that people want to come back for and if you're consistent, not frequency of uploads consistent, but I mean, if you're consistent in making videos that are getting you subscribers go into your analytics see which videos got you subscribers if the videos are getting you subscribers if you want 100 more subscribers before the end of the day tell me how you're going to get 10 more people uh to care because you could do it if you wanted you could do it by in another month you could do it in another month if you literally said i'm going to get 10 people a day to care about what i'm making and the thing is if you're doing vlogs maybe the problem is that you're making it about what you care about instead of making what you're doing and living relatable to a larger number of people and making them sign on for that. What knock if you on have 10 a doors new, a day, knock on 10 doors a day. What if you have a new discovery, but not a professional? I don't really understand that question. If you could reframe it, hopefully we'll get to it here um, in, in a second. Um, opinions on reaction videos, Daniel. Uh, be very careful about what you're reacting to because a lot of that stuff can put you in a situation if you're grabbing videos and content that might put you in a fair use situation where you may not you may get approached where someone gives you copyright claims. Don't do reaction videos unless you're willing to pay the consequences for any of the terms of service or community guidelines that might come along with making that kind of content. Um, how important are hashtags? So when it comes to hashtags, you can use them for discovery because they do have their own search results page, but focus on the content, focus on your actual title and thumbnail, like focus on the things that matter. Um, using hashtags, you know, are fine as a discovery mechanism, especially if you're just trying to get like a view at a time. Um, however, the thing that's actually going to move the needle for you is how your pack, like the topic that you're talking about, 
packaging up that topic through your title and thumbnail in a way that, you know, is going to help people identify it and know that it's for them and be compelled enough to want to click on it. And then of course them enjoying the video content itself. Those are the things that are, that are going to move the needle for you more than anything else that you're going to do on YouTube. Um, best advice you can give for kids channel to grow where a lot of, okay, we did that one already. Um, let's see here. 50% of my YouTube search, um, or 50% is my YouTube search metric, is that good? Do I need to change anything, Roberto? Depends on your content. If you are doing content that is not something that is for the average uh, person, let's say, for example, to be honest, let's say, for example, you're someone who's in a trade, right? If you're someone who's in a trade, <clears throat> you don't have 10 the same seconds. Ten you know, seconds. Same audience Go. as PewDiePie. Like so, if it's something that is specific, if it's something specific, then it's searchable, and that's not a bad thing. Is it going to guarantee that you get a ton of views? Maybe not, but that's maybe not your content's capacity. Maybe that's not what it's supposed to do. Boom. Um, Kevin uh, uh, Blocky says, any advice for specially creating shorts? Daniel. Yeah, make sure that whatever you make, it doesn't matter if it's shorts, if it's it's pre-recorded, mm -hmm. edited content, if it's live streams, make sure that it's true to the value proposition of your channel. Peter McKinnon just dropped his first short the other day, and it was all about a retro camera, showing it, clicking it out, and, he, and it was a perfect short because it was true to the thing that people expect from his channel. Do the same thing. Make sure that what you deliver in value is consistent, and then it doesn't matter if it's live, long, or short. It's true to the thing that people come to expect from your channel. Do you see YouTube live streaming taking over Twitch? Um, I have seen a migration of Twitch streamers moving over to YouTube. However, I don't know if it's necessarily going to take over Twitch because Twitch is known for streaming. Um, but I do know that discovery is easier on YouTube compared to Twitch. So because of that, um, I wouldn't say that they're going to take over Twitch necessarily. Um, but I definitely think that YouTube is indeed um, uh, a good resource or a good place for Twitch streamers. I'm loving this fast-paced thing, man. This fast-paced thing is killer. Yeah, YouTube pays more, just so you know. Yeah, that that as well. Um, Roberto, how do I title my videos? From Wavy you Yang. You title your videos for maximum impact. You write headlines, and you basically can just take a lesson in that from the drive-by media. Dimebag Darren says, if I primarily watch one main channel, does he get better supported if I give him $1.99 per month as a channel member, or should it be a, or should I be a YouTube premium member? Which one helps the channel more? I'm going to let Roberto take this one because he actually, like <clears throat> one of his special um, specialty areas is actually, you know, monetization for YouTube content creators. So Roberto. So the $1.99 a month, let's just round it up to the $2. Uh, you're essentially giving them a buck uh, 40 a month consistently. However, YouTube channel um, membership views, it's going to be a fractional share of a watch time pool of money. So it's going to be fractions of a penny, even if you're watching a lot of their content. So the steady, reliable, guaranteed amount of money, um, you know, is probably going to be more consistent and to be very real the average youtuber makes about a tenth of a penny per view on their videos so there's no amount of uh content you could watch that will make them more money i would think than that what i think is that generous dollar 40 that's going directly into their pockets after youtube takes the cut Okay, so with that, um, I want to invite everybody. I'm dropping a link right now um, in the chat. First, I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Second, mods, I want to thank you guys for holding it down. Third, if you are a new content creator, 
and you've gotten a lot of information for this live stream. What I want you to focus on instead of trying to do all the stuff because there's a lot of information shared here, just focus on like a thing or two over the course of this week um, and then come back for more next week for just more information or just, you know, focus on that thing until you, you know, get it and then, you know, uh, you know, just learn something else <laughs> after that and start, you know, focusing on trying to improve that thing. Um, and right now I'm dropping a link to the live stream with Daryl and Dr. Sten. It's going to be an awesome live stream. Um, so make sure Wait, we got to rate it. We got to raid. We got to rate it. So, Anyone who goes from here sure. over to Daryl's, you got to give him a raid hashtag. Yeah, you drop a Nimenati once you get over there for sure. Nimenati. And um, yeah, drop a Nimenati once you get over there um, and uh, just go ahead and head over there. It's going to be an awesome live stream. Again, um, Dr. Stan has overcome some awesome stuff um, with his YouTube channel in order to reach the million subscribers, uh, over a million subscribers that he has now. Um, so you guys are really going to get a lot of massive value from that live stream. So I really encourage you to go over there and uh, and hang out. So, um, so I'm going to drop this link right here. Um, I just dropped it in the chat. So head over there and thank you everybody so much for hanging out. Um, I hope you learned something today. Again, um, check out TubeBuddy, check out uh, StreamYard. While you're at it, check out Camtasia and Spreadshop and Place It um, as well. All really good resources for content creators. And you can also go to bestcreatortools.com. There you'll find, you know, tons of stuff for YouTube content creators. Um, Daniel does consulting. You can find that at danielbatel.com. Roberto also does consulting. You can find that at awesomecreatoracademy.com as well. And he's got some other stuff over there as well. Um, so, you know, you can check out all of those resources. So everybody have an awesome rest of your week. And I will see you uh, next weekend. See you next Cheers. time. Peace.